0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk the Walk here on Boss Rich Network. I'm your host, Ed. light and Excited Eddie V. Joining me is the Celestial Brunch herself, the Celeste Roberts. Hello.
1: Hey, how are you, Ed? I am doing
0: good. And, of course, we got the sophisticated and suave Mr. Shane Kelly.
2: Hello. Hello, hello. hello. I'm excited again for another Life is Strange episode. So, I can't wait.
0: Yes, Eric yes everybody we are back to talk about life is strange but we're focusing on life is strange 2. just guys to give you a trigger warning we are going to be talking about death drugs drinking racism bigotry uh politics and this is kind of circa 2016. so just want to let you guys know um this game was developed by don't not entertainment once again and released by square published by square enix You guys, I got to start out asking you, how will having teleconnected powers make your life easier? Celeste, I'm going to start with you.
1: I have a really bad habit of um, whenever I want to take a bath in our master bathroom, um, I usually take showers in the morning, so all my stuff is in the shower. So I have to scream across the house for Timmy to please go and get me whatever specifically I left in the shower. So it would be really cool if I could bring my stuff to me in the bath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Shay? Well, you know how <clears throat> everyone asks you to help them move? Well, I would definitely be able to use those powers to help you move. and oh. uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have to break a sweat, <laughs> exercise my mind instead of ex- exercising my, my muscles for
0: aching for three days. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, for me, I, it would help me clean. <laughs> <And get those laughs> like Mary
2: Poppins style?
0: Yes. Mm. In <laughs> uh, so uh just did a quick background <clears throat> of Life is 2. Um is Strace 2 is an episodic graphic adventure game developed by Don't Not Entertainment and published by Square Enix European subsidiary. Its five episodes were released between September twenty eighteen and december twenty nineteen for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. And later for Mac OX and Linux. Uh Linux, I'm sorry. The main sequel in the Life is Strange series, the game's plot features Hispanic American brothers, Sean and Daniel, as they travel along the U.S. West Coast as fugitives for the police after the younger brother discovers his teleconnected abilities. In the game, which is played from a third-person perspective, Sean must make crucial decisions that will lead to different branches in the storyline, while serving as a surrogate parent for Daniel. With the intention and ambition to be more expensive than the original, Life is Strange. Life is Strange 2 is written in a classic American road movie template, where the player will encounter multiple characters in new environments. The writing team at Dontnod included American writer Christian Divine and he, uh, I'm sorry, including American writer Christian Divine are huge fans of role stories in books and films such as Stand by Me, Into the Wild, Of Mice and Man, and uh Carux on the road is that
1: it uh John or Jack Kuryak, I believe Kuryak. I could be wrong this is from <laughs> this is from the life is strange wiki so um, yes. we're not making this up
2: <laughs> and I did I did I did also see that uh they're influenced by gone home which uh wow. is also another talk the walk episode um and uh I wrote down uh let's see here that the uh, Steve Gaynor and Carla Zimona, uh, the creators, uh, helped write mm-hmm. some
0: of this. So.
1: Oh, thanks for that. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, writers Michael Kalk, uh Ra Barbette, and Jean Luc Cano have been traveling around the Northeast, Northwest Coast, and the United States to gather inspiration. For Episodes 1 Sceneries, the team went hiking in Washington and took photos as a reference. Creating the uh, sceneries for the gang was a challenge because the team had never worked on that type of environment before. During their traveling, they tried to meet a lot of people on the French parts of society in order to gather realistic impressions and to be able to show how hard it it is to live as outcasts through their gang's protagonists, Sean and Daniel. They also went to Mexico to do research on the Diaz brothers' Mexican descent. In an interview prior to the release of the game, Michael Coach revealed that one of the major inspirations for Life is Strange 2 was Mike Brody, Brody, a photographer known for having uh, for having train hopped across the USA for four years by capturing images of the people he met along the way. So uh, yes, so we're going to get into um this discussion because how did you guys feel the transition of this game where (laughs) life is strange kind of dealt with the time mechanic and this one is dealing with like telekinesis slash supernatural powers uh shane your thoughts um well
2: so doing some research i like it almost seems like uh, trauma is a trigger here for for getting these powers. So, you know, as in like the first game, um, Chloe was shot and that Max kind of got her time rewind powers or it, I don't know if they were activated or if she already had them or whatever the case is. And then in this case, uh, we got a gunshot. Uh, so um, I, I believe like it started out, you know, Pretty good pacing. Um, and I believe it, it ramped up fairly quickly, uh, in my opinion, for with the game. Um, and it almost, um, I want to say, it, it, I don't want to say it was over dramatic, but it was, it just seemed like, boom, uh, we got it, we got to run away. You know, as, as we explain this more, it, we got a uh, flight, you know, you have to get going. So it, it just seems um, a little, Rush later on so that that was my opinion on how this this first portion went so
0: okay so that's uh what do you think of the time mechanic switching to a telekinesis how you know it's a new story new characters new powers what did you think about it
1: what's interesting about this life is strange is the person you're playing as is not the one who has these abilities that's a big yeah. difference. You are not in charge of the telekinesis. You're kind of at your um, your brother's mercy. And I'm assuming people listening to this have played Life is Strange too. If not, you're you're in for a lot of spoilers. <laughs> so I recommend you play it before listening to this episode. But um, I have to agree with Shane. Some of it did start feeling a little rushed. And so this game, like we mentioned with the trigger warnings, it covers a lot of
3: <clears throat>
1: topics that I think were, that are still being discussed today, but I felt like they were used or discussed more during elections in 2016, especially like Build the Wall, um, a lot of bigotry, um, racism against the Hispanic cultures. This game touches on so much, and I feel like they're I don't know how to put it. I feel like they were trying to cover all of these really important topics, but it it felt, at some parts it felt a little forced, if
0: Mm -hmm. that makes
1: any sense. Like not as authentic as I would have enjoyed it. But I guess that's kind of hard with a game where you're dealing with telekinesis, right? It's a little fantastical. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I I, I think this was kind of a better power wise the the time mechanic because um it, it just felt like the last Life is Strange, like there could have been a better way to let you know what you needed to do to use your time mechanics to fix some stuff. And of course, they're like, oh, I can't use it at this time. But it's just like, I'm a person that deals with time. I should be able to use that any time that I want to with no consequences. Because why is it when I use it at this time, this affects me, but then when I use that other times because it's part of the story, nothing happens to me. It's just that I use it. This one it really feels like if if uh Daniel used a lot of the telekinetic progress, his blood you know, he's gonna have a bloody nose, you know. Um, and it <laughs> kind of just it kind of just felt like okay I could understand that because you're using your body to control some, control something and getting powerful and trying to learn, but that is the consequences to it. you know with the first life we strange um, the your character, it kind of feels like after she took a picture of the blue butterfly, that gave her her powers. this one it just it feels like it just arose out of something, you know that he always had it, but it took something of the first the first episode to trigger it. In her thing. Um, So I kind of feel like this one is better so, better power wise than the last one. Oh, go yeah. ahead, Shay.
2: I was going to say, uh, also interesting, you said bloody nose. So Max got bloody nose when she used her time uh, rewind her fast forward powers. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing a lot of uh, research for this episode, uh, a lot of people had mentioned that uh, Daniel, when he uses his powers, seems to have that cough. So there, people are saying that this is possibly his like uh, side effect is this cough. So especially in episode two, he coughs a lot. He gets sick. Um, sick at his uh, grandparents. Uh, so um, yeah. So maybe that, that there is something to that having some kind of side effect uh, when you use these powers. So
0: which we will get into because that side effect gets literally thrown out into the garbage when it gets thrown into the game. I'm just like- Could depend on the climate. Wait a minute,
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, so you guys, where should we start? Uh, I know we're gonna start <clears throat> by episode one, but uh, character-wise, do you like dayo or Esha? Did you like this duo of brothers? Um, in this game, I could actually tell you, Sean was getting, not Sean, Daniel was getting on my nerves. And Daniel was just like, he was. He... The dialogue for Daniel felt so repetitive because he kept blaming himself and just like doing this stuff and saying that, you know, he's to blame, he's to blame. And it's just like, okay, we get the guilt trip. I get it already. Let's move on. We got to run. You know, I, I kind of felt like. The writing between those two is kind of repetitive and dull in the first beginning, that to the point that they just became literally annoying um, in a sense. Uh, so that's
1: your thoughts about that, Yosha? I don't know if it's because I don't have children. I don't I don't know what it is. I, I have done summer camps as a job. I've worked with kids. I have two younger sisters. I have younger cousins. Um, I do not have any children of my own. I don't intend to maybe a parent I'm, I'm eager to hear your thoughts shane because you're a parent i was about to wish that i could abandon daniel <clears throat> in the woods and leave him to fend for himself and i it's one of those things where i understand he's a child and he's experienced severe trauma that even most adults have not experienced but if have you played a plague tale innocence either of yeah. you
0: Yes. I am working on it. I'm I'm uh I'm going to go back to it because requiem is about to drop and yes. I need to get ready for that one.
1: So in that one you, it's kind of an escort mission as well where you have Hugo the little brother and again it's a child. I I understand that kids do not think the same way as adults, but I'm a very like driven like we gotta go please follow the rules please do what we have to do i try to be compassionate but daniel was very annoying he was very bratty at some points i thought he was going to use his powers against sean i felt bad for sean honestly he he got beaten up so many times he's worried about his brother he's what 16 17 years old and he's having to take Mm -hmm. on these massive responsibilities The the weight of the world is on his shoulders and Daniel's not making it any easier. Honestly, I probably would have had enough and because Sean has experienced trauma too that he's not able to process. Yes, I mean, he's still kind of a child in a way as well. I would have abandoned Daniel in the damn woods. You know what? You have telekinesis, you figure it out. (laughs) It was just so annoying. Uh,
2: Shay. So, twofold here. First off, uh, Sean did not tell Daniel about the situation fully. He didn't know his dad was dead. Um, and maybe had he told him this whole thing would have been different. He could have been more angry. He could have been his whole attitude could be changed in this whole first episode. Um, secondly, being the oldest of five other siblings, I at 14 I babysat all five of them and to know that, um, You are not their parent. Um, Yes, you're older, but they don't have to respect you because of that. And it's it's kind of hard as a older sibling to try and steer someone that is your sibling and not not your son or you know, grandson or whatever the -hmm. case is. It's hard to steer them in the right direction when you aren't fully matured yourself to do those things. So trying to deal with Daniel. um, Yeah, he had his friends, he had, you know, his life. And then at the same time, Sean lost his friends, his life. So it's hard to be brave and then try to to do all those things for your younger sibling and try to keep him, you know, in a, a good mood and not fully knowing that his dad's dead because his, you know, he still thinks he's alive and know, so that that changes the whole tone of how how it would would have ran if it was the other way around. So um, I don't know. It it just um, me. I have pretty good patience. So I, I, and also as a parent, it's just a little different seeing it that in that light. So That's I think good. I could tolerate it more. <laughs>
0: but I, I think I think for me it was just like I when is. Then you're going to come to a point and realize that, you know, we, we're, on this, we're on the run because something happened to our dad. I'm like, we've never gone out campy. Okay, I understand you got needs. I understand you wish you want to have your life back. But if you're going to be a fugitive on the run and not showing off your powers is something that you that Daniel should have uh, took heed of. I can't be doing all of this because... This might lead into this trouble, but like I said, this is a, this is what the writers wrote. This is how they created their characters. So let's get into the first episode. Uh, after the sudden death of his uh, of his father in the hands of a police officer and said officer ended up dead by inexplicable, inexplicable, inexplicable sorry about that reasons, Sean Diaz flees his hometown in Seattle, USA. Along with his brother, Daniel, fearing separation and being accused of a crime they did not commit. With barely any resources and Daniel not knowing what happened to his father, the brothers sleep in the streets and spend one night in the forest. The next morning, Sean and Daniel make a stop at a gas station to get supplies and are recognized by the owner who holds Shah's captive and calls the police. So we're going to stop there. So you kind of see when the game starts, uh, Sean is walking with her friend, uh, his friend, and you know they're deciding to go to this party. Uh, but they got to bring like drugs and food, you know. And you know he's thinking about bringing weed and her day. Uh, kind of finds out that Daniel's been in his room, that causes a kind of argument riff. Uh, but his dad comes out and kind of kind of stops it. It's just telling Daniel, I mean, telling Sean that, you know, you gotta be patient with your brother and everything. Uh, and um, as time goes on, Sean goes, not, yeah, uh, no, Daniel. Daniel goes outside and he's getting bootied by this booty in the neighborhood. Um, Daniel comes out um, and, you know, tries to stop and everything. Later on, that that incident leads up to the police coming, and with their dad coming out, uh, the the, the dad gets shot uh, because the police wants him to freeze for some apparent reason. Uh, But um, Daniel reacts to, like he says, no, and he lifts his hands out, and that's when his powers kind of arise, and it causes all of this. So the policeman dies, and the dad dies. Um, when Sean realizes what's going on, because Sean doesn't also know what happened. All he knows is, is that the dad is dead. So, us as a player, we see it, but not Sean. He actually doesn't know what happens. Um, they go on, they go, they go on this hike. Uh, but the gas station is kind of like the big story point in episode one uh, before they meet another character in this game. Uh, what did you guys do in? The-
1: uh oh, Ed. Oh, so what? What did we do? I guess like how did we react and everything? Ed's frozen in very dramatic yes. pose right now. Oh, you froze very for a good. bit, my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. oh,
1: sorry. Sorry. So, what's the question? Uh,
0: what did you uh do in the gas station? I should say.
1: So, I I don't know if you mentioned this, but the neighbor kid, Brett, he falls down on a rock, and he's, I don't know if it's temporarily paralyzed or forever paralyzed, but the cop sees that and assumes that Daniel and Sean harmed the neighbor kid, so, Mm -hmm. also this cop is, he's obviously green, he's not he's probably never dealt with a situation like this. He's, I don't know if it's a a him problem or a poor training problem. He does not handle the situation well at all. And again, this game, it deals with a lot of real life circumstances that we hear about in the news and possibly have even experienced ourselves. This cop should not have shot Esteban Diaz, the dad. It was, it was handled completely poorly. And then with Daniel's power's being activated with that quake the cop is flung against his cop car and he's killed mm. somehow i guess the trauma but it's it's really sad you go from seeing these kids living in everyday american life kind of like the first life is strange and then uh shit gets real it really scary things start happening and then these brothers escape i i have to ask i know i'm veering off a little bit would you have stayed no, or would you have fled like that's I understand it's a flight or fight response and it's like panicking and how do you even explain what the hell happened? And I guess Sean being not an adult but the adult in that situation, he would have been blamed. And how do you how do you explain that there was a tremor? <laughs> I don't know where it came from.
0: Oh. I, I, I was thinking about that. I think I would have stayed because I have to explain that this cop shot my dad. You know, my dad was unarmed. We weren't messing with this kid. This kid came to our property. We were on our property. We didn't go to theirs to cause the drama. He came to ours. So they're the ones that caused, he, the little boy, is the one that caused all of this to start. And he decided to mess with my brother. Which which the cop saw uh or whatever the cop took as an incident led up to the death of my father. So I wanna because like your you know, our our dad is dead. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to give the story, or my side of the story. I we can't be held responsible for anything because we didn't cause no trouble. We, was he was the boy allowed to come to our yard? No. When has that that I I would have been like, when have we allowed him to come to our yard? Because we're not going to come, we're not going to let someone come to our yard to mess with our child that way.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of um, – maybe Shane, you or, or Ed, I know that Daniel was playing with, like, some zombie blood for his Halloween costume because it takes place a few days before Halloween, mm-hmm. and somehow he got it on on Brett. Like, did he slip and fall into Brett's arms and get it on him? Because that's what the neighbor kid is fussing about.
2: You know, I don't recall. Um, yeah.
1: Because that's, that's what starts the whole thing is he's yeah. upset, he's fussing – um, Daniel for getting the fake blood on him, and and he says some pretty horrible things. Oh, I, yeah. I want to say he's like, go back to your country. It's like, well, no, they're they're American citizens, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't remember the circumstance, but I do remember the zombie
0: blood being a factor in it. But when, but still, still the fact when it is. The neighbor had
1: to get into our yard for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Unless Sean, I mean, not Sean. I get their names. I know <laughs> I got you, Sean and Daniel interchangeable. Daniel, unless he went into his yard, I, I don't know. I can't. I right, mean, cause it's
0: all- yeah, because ta- yeah, everything takes place on the Diaz family yard. It don't take place on the other boy's yard.
1: Yeah, and you're playing as Sean getting ready for a Halloween, like a Halloween party. Yeah. So you don't see exactly what happens, but it just, yeah, it goes from bad to worse. <laughs> really, yeah,
2: yeah. Really this, this is this is what I was talking about, being very rushed, escalated quickly uh, from, uh, you know, fake blood up to we got to flee. <laughs> flee the scene. Um, it just, uh, though I, I, I enjoy it, it just didn't entirely make sense to do it somehow like this i i think there has to be a stronger uh purpose of why they had to leave and um not say it was it wasn't done um you know in okay but it it just wasn't to me wasn't a uh this we have to we have to run away because Mm of this but maybe being a um um their 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 race uh could play a factor in their mindset on why they wanted to mm. flee the scene. So I, I think
1: it, I, I see what you're saying about it being rushed, but I guess I'm also thinking of, okay, like not to be dramatic. I know this is a different situation. Just how fast life can change in front of your eyes. Like imagine That's you're, true. That's true. you're, I don't know, like you're at a mall or something. And I this happens more often than it should. You're at a mall enjoying your life yeah. and somebody walks in with a weapon and you have to make split decisions or you, you, just horrible things like that. But I see, like, for a game, it does feel rushed. But I think it's also a reflection of that does happen in real life where your life. But, and, and when, when you safe. toss
2: in, you know, superpowers, uh, <laughs> definitely uh, can make you do some, um, you know, not sane things. You, you got to think it through. And I don't think uh, they totally thought through the whole thing. But again, how do you explain that? That's true. Authorities. Mm-hmm. So and uh, if we go back to I, I was going to say um, we should talk about uh, somewhat the, the life uh, in the house, you know, the, the mom is gone. Um, Sean's best friend is Layla. Um, and I, I feel Layla should have been a, a stronger character, I think in this game. I um, and then also them. Uh, the dad uh, talking about the, you know what the place was called in Mexico, uh,
1: uh, Porto Lobos. Porto yeah. Lobos.
2: Yes. Uh, talking about the place where he grew up and um, wanting to go back there someday. So hey, there's a lot, I think, going on with this episode, trying to build up to the rest of the episode. So um, and then we'll get back to your question, Ed. I think after we <laughs> discuss. I know this we just
1: Ed. there's so much like you could spend an we, hour on each episode. <laughs> we just did.
2: We just did what the game did. We we rushed to
1: <laughs> the gas station. Yes. Yeah. You're um you are you're, you're walking in the wilderness. It's beautiful. It's Washington State in the fall. Oh, it's yeah. gorgeous. I had I had issues with the gas station situation because um, yeah. I was honest. You have a decision. You can steal supplies or you can pay for them. I paid for them. I, I did um, too. I, and what I'm confused about is the lady working behind the register is so kind. And I believe she is the wife of the owner. So I guess she's co-owner and yeah. the co-owner recognizes the boys while they're eating outside and accuses them of stealing. I'm thinking, could this not have been solved by his wife saying I have proof that they paid for it. I have a receipt. I, I just it, I don't understand that part. I, at all. And the thing,
0: and, and the thing about it is the dad went into the shop before he came back outside to, uh, to like, you know, confront them.
1: So is I don't know just, how. Is it just because he recognizes their faces from the news? Has the news spread that quickly? I think the man, whatever his name is, um, I don't have kind words for him. Yeah. Um. Whatever. <clears throat> yeah. He's he's supposed to be like this beacon of kindness and greatness in the community because he volunteers. So he's just horrible. And Timmy – okay, so Timmy does not really play these games. Timmy's my boyfriend. And he was watching me play it. He got really agitated for this part when that shop owner was saying very racist things and you have an option whether you want to kick him or something. Timmy got fired up. He goes, kick him in the face. Kick him. Because he got really upset about how racist that guy was being.
2: Yeah, and maybe he thought maybe there's a reward, maybe, possibly, you know, keeping him there. And uh, maybe at the same time, he has underlying, um, you know, racist, uh, well, apparently, if he says says this stuff. Um, and he, he handcuffs him to the, you know, the, was it the heater? Yes, these so
1: kidnapping these people. This
2: is a 16-year-old kid getting handcuffed in the gas station. Um, And you know, racist remarks are going uh, flying out of the guy's mouth, and there's there's no way uh, that would be um, you know legal anywhere. So
1: did you when he approached them at the picnic bench? Did you also think is this guy a pedophile? Because the way he approaches them is a little creepy.
0: Yeah, he was creepy. Yeah, Yeah, go ahead. He was yeah he was creepy. Uh, but I didn't think he was a pedophile because he wasn't like licking. I think if they would have done so many face cuts to uh, Daniel and he was just like looking at him, licking his lips, or just like get, doing body movements and stuff at camera angles, I would say that that's when he was just kind of predatory, uh, like a pedophile. But he was just really I, just the way that he just came up and just had this. Hard rush, nasty tone with them and everything. That's just when I was just like, okay, he's not going to be, he's going to be someone that is going to be the first obstacle that we're going to go against and everything. Um, because you do meet uh, another character, um, before you know, uh, you actually leave because uh, he's a news reporter. And you're kind of reading some of his stories, um, and when like the when that whole situation like kind of concludes, you kind of hop in the car with him, you uh, you and Sha I mean Sean and Dale, hop in the car with them and leave after they escape from the gas station, in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. His
1: name's um, Brody.
2: Brody, yeah, Brody, um, yeah,
1: I, yeah.
2: I was gonna say also. Um... Did you notice the blue truck leaving the gas station? Um, it's pretty. It looks exactly like the blue truck that you'll see later in episode four that picks Sean up. Mm. It's got the logs and everything in the back mm. of it. So I, I thought that was a cool Easter egg. If that, that is the case, that it's the same truck. So hmm.
1: Hmm. That's a good, That's good nice. observation. Um, I I wonder based on what we talked about with the the guy mike Brody, that photographer i wonder Mm. if that's Brody's namesake
2: yeah i I was thinking the same thing because they said uh you know he what he roamed the the us for like four years taking pictures Mm of all sorts of um different people um hopping trains and hobos and other people um and then also uh, there was a lot of um if you notice a lot of uh, Symbols to uh, the what they call hobo symbols uh, mm-hmm. for cu- cu- communications in different areas in the game. I think they also use that in Before the Storm as well on the train, as well, where they mm-hmm. just have different mm-hmm. meanings for the symbols that they put on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: well, uh, Shot Escape's capture with the help of Daniel. And the brothers find help in a stranger named Brody. Sean discusses his situation with Brody and decides to get out of the country and go to uh, Puerto Lobos, Mexico. His father's hometown is to tell Daniel the truth about their father. Brody gives the brothers a motel room and parts ways with them. In the motel room, Daniel angrily manifests his teleconnected powers after fighting out about his father's death before Sean could tell him. Sean manages to calm him down, and the next morning, the brothers take a bus towards the south. And that is episode one. I could, I actually, out of everybody, aside episode four, because we're going to get, no, episode five, because we're going to get into episode five a little bit later. I'm excited for episode five. I think Brody was kind of like the best and lovable character in this gang, mm-hmm. number one. Uh, the second is the girl that uh, Sean Sean meets uh, in episode three. Cassidy. Yeah, and I think she's like the second. I really love just the, actually I love the voice actor who did her um, and just her, her mannerisms and how she is. Like, those two characters were like number, were like the best characters in the gang. Uh, until episode five, um, but what did you guys think about it? Did you did you think that Shaw should have told Daniel wait in advance instead of Daniel fighting finding out on the news what's happened to his dad? Uh, Shay, what you, what you think?
2: Uh, he definitely should have uh, mentioned it to him. Um, yeah, it could have been hard, but uh, the longer you wait, the worse it's gonna be. So. And maybe again, this could change his attitude and the whole episode. But then again, we might not have a game, so he could have stayed there and nothing would have happened.
0: <laughs> uh, what about you, Soness? I,
1: I agree. He probably should have told him, but it's also one of those things where that is an incredibly traumatic experience, and I guess that's he doesn't even know where to begin. How he's how he how is he processing it? How does he explain this? What does he do? um i guess he's also like i gotta get away from the threat i gotta get it as far Mm -hmm. away as possible i have to find some kind of stability and then i'll tell him and i think he was going to tell him in the motel after daniel took his bath but then daniel was watching tv and it came on the news so i think it was just it was ruined Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) yeah i i kind of felt
0: like and I think Sean was having too much stuff going through his head. Like, my dad was the leader of this family. You know, all I wanted was Sean just to stay out of my room and, you know, kind of mind his own business and everything. And then, you know, we kind of find out stuff that Daniel and Sean used to do as kids, like way back in the day. But as Sean grew up, you know, he kind of separated himself from Daniel. because you know you want to, and it happens. It happens a lot in families when you have a brother or sister, you know, and you grown up with them. You guys did a lot of a lot of things together. When you start making your own friends, and those friends, and you start getting older, things change, and so and that affects the family relationship that you will have with that person. So, you know, they'll have they own. They start developing their own friends, and you start having your own friends, and you know things just happen. Uh, For this one, I I think Daniel, I think Sean should have told Daniel from the get go why they were running away and everything because I'm just like, who goes on a trip without really no clothes, uh, no money really, you know, no kind of like sleeping bag or or Mm -hmm. camp stuff? Like, he didn't get the necessary the necessaries until they got to the gas station.
2: I I did like that, uh, at the beginning of the game. You can do save money or you can spend money um, before this all occurs. And then if, depending on how much money you have, that's how much money you can bring with you um, mm. to the gas station to use or on the trip itself. Which, yes. Uh, just small things like that. I, I kind of enjoyed that kind of stuff. So.
1: I think there, there's also a, a decent age gap there. They're about eight years apart. Uh, Sean's about mm-hmm. eight years older than Daniel. So I have I'm the oldest, like Shane, and I, my middle sister is three years younger than I am. And my youngest sister is six years younger than I am. So, and I know people who are about fifteen to twenty years older than some of their yeah. siblings.
2: And I'm, I'm fourteen years older than my sister. So
1: yeah, so there again, there are different phases of their their lives, obviously. And um, I get it. I didn't want my sisters going into my room and touching my stuff and bothering. Me. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, one more thing I just got to let everybody know. Um, there's some side kind of gameplay to this, uh, where Sean, when he gets inspired to draw, um, you go start drawing stuff that he sees. Um, and uh, if you're playing on the Xbox or a PlayStation version, you get like an achievement or a trophy for it. Um, but it, it's kind of like, something to give uh sean to do to keep up his drawing skills because he really is a great artist he really wants to be this kind of big artist um and so him like sketching and everything was really kind of cool that they like kind of broke up the uh not i'm gonna say monotony of it what kind of break up where you're able to actually give sean something to do and be rewarded for it
2: I i was gonna say that like Most of the Life is Strange uh, episodes or or games themselves have like peaceful moments where you sit down or you are trying to look at the scenery. So I think this is kind of that that their mechanic to kind of sit down, look at the scenery, draw the scenery, um, try to play some of their music. You know, Mm -hmm. they they always have great music. So this is another opportunity to use that.
1: Did you enjoy that mechanic? You both, the uh, drawing mechanic? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, it took did, a while
0: because at, it took a while because when you're beginning it, you're not seeing what he's actually doing. Like the lines and stuff is not appearing. Mm-hmm. But the more you just start going, you know, controlling it, then stuff starts revealing. you are yep. like, oh, okay, I see. Um, with it. Uh also, everybody, I forgot because. I believe they it's episode two when they get a dog.
1: Uh, uh one actually. One.
0: Okay. So one, they actually get a dog. Uh and it kind of play if you decides to decide to keep it and give it a name, it plays a big role in the next episode. Um, did you guys keep the dog? hmm
1: uh-huh. Okay. I, I, did I didn't realize too. I couldn't remember that you um can choose to not keep the dog I thought you could maybe Um. I know you maybe. can choose the name I, I picked mushroom
0: yeah mushroom yeah yeah so uh, you choose something different. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's get into episode two. Um, a month after the incident in Seattle, Sean and Daniel had taken shelter in an abandoned house deep in the woods. As Daniel be- becomes increasingly ill, Sean decides to risk traveling to the nearby town of Beaver Creek in order to seek help from their distant uh, grandparents, Claire and Steph- uh, Stephen Reynolds. During their stay at the Reynolds home, Daniel uses his power to stop the next door neighbor, Chris Erickson, from falling from his treehouse inadvertently causing the later to believe in his superpowers as the two become friends. So that is a lot, but when they get to this uh, home, uh, you know, uh, Sean is teaching Daniel how to use his powers, like, you know, throwing the stones and then the skip on the water. Um, They're in this abandoned house and everything. Uh, but you actually start, you know, it got these kids to make for them to make food and everything. But you kind of start understanding that family too, you know, uh, how the dad was and how the kids start responding to the dad, you know, and everything. And it's just like, oh, this, this is kind of tragic uh, in a sense. Uh, but then something happens because the dog that you get ends up, you know, going out to the bathroom. And never coming back. So you had to go out and find out what happened to it, you know, try to get clues in their thing. And it comes to find out that I believe it was a mountain lion or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, Puma, cougar, something like that. Yeah,
0: oh, I think a cougar, probably. Uh, Which is all the I mean, same. So.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't, thank you. Thank you for that, Shane, because I was
0: yeah. like, I don't know what is it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this exotic cat. Let's just say a okay. uh, it's, it's
1: not Joe exotic. You a normal
0: house-sized cat. Yeah. Ends up ends up you see you see him end up killing the dog, uh, mushroom. Let's go with that. We're killing mushroom. And uh you I think you could do something to the uh, to him or you can let him get away. Um so that, like that kind of stress. But uh, you end up feel you end up seeing mushroom. You don't even see the mushroom actually get killed, but you see kind of the aftermath of what the cougar did to mushroom, the dog. And how did you guys feel about that? Because that was a major kind of emotional beat that they were going for to get the players to be like, is what this cougar did anger you? Or do you, or was it just like shocking, and you just didn't know how to respond back? Uh, so that's, thoughts? I, I, I wasn't
1: surprised. I mean, it was very heartbreaking. But I'm like, y'all are in the wilderness. There are indications that there are bears and other wildlife in this area. You you can come across trees and inspect them, and it looks like a I don't know what a grizzly bear live in. The, I'm not sure what type of bear lives up there. Black bear bear. Brown. Um, I'm not sure
2: brown bear most likely
1: brown mare okay um and I, I figured okay y'all are in the wilderness I, I figured something was gonna happen I hate to be pessimistic but I'm thinking y'all are susceptible to the elements you're at the <clears throat> mercy of nature I, I was very sad but I wasn't surprised
0: uh Shay, I actually, I will say this. I actually thought it was a wolf. I was expecting a wolf to kill the dog. I didn't expect uh, a Zyna cat to do it. Uh, Shay, your thoughts. So, so, I believe
2: this, um, I think this upset Daniel a lot, not only because, okay, this, this dog is in his life. now. it's not. But it felt like someone, something was taken away from him again. The cougar represents, I think, the cop who shot him the, his dad, the dog, mm-hmm. so I, I I think it's just reliving what just happened. His dad getting t- uh, shot and taken away. Now the cougar has now killed this dog and taken him away. So
3: yes,
1: oh, uh, Eddie, I think you you brought ahead. up a really good point <clears throat> about the wolves. You want to touch on that oh,
0: yeah, a little yeah. bit? Well, uh, Daniel and Sean are. Consider as wolves. They're they wolf pack, and they have uh, this howl together and everything. So when they're, I think it's in episode one where they're in the woods. They're kind of talking about it, and they're just like wolf pack how, <laughs> and so at different times, those two will, uh, you know, how. But it also affects your choices. So when you make a choice, they'll show who is affecting. The big wolf represents Shy. The little wolf represents Daniel. And if it affects both of them, both wolves will be affected. And you'll see on the on the uh, screen to like uh, memorize who did what and who it affected. You'll you'll hear a little Shy, and you'll see those two wolves running or that t- uh, type of wolf running <laughs> and everything.
2: I was, I was gonna say too uh he says uh, inano a lot in the in the game to his brother and I believe that means dwarf mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. uh apparently the the guy that does um Sean's voice actually says that to his uh I think it was Foster brothers he would call them
1: uh-huh. that Aww. So he used it in the game that's sweet
2: um, yeah and then um also some I, I don't know if this was uh in this portion or if this was in the Mount Rainer Area in the first section, but they come across um, mushrooms on the side of a, a tree, and um, he he calls it a clicker, which is the from Last of Us. So it's kind of a Easter egg uh, to the Last of Us, because the mushrooms kind of look like the face of the.
3: Uh, oh. So.
2: Yeah. There's okay. there's a lot of game references in here, of, of course, because it's you know it is a game. It's going to say yes. uh, like. I think they reference well, Minecraft's re- referenced a lot in here, mm. and I do have another game, but I'll mention it later because it comes in episode four. So.
0: Okay. Uh, the next day, Chris. Okay, so they end up meeting the grandparents. Uh, and Karen's parents uh,
1: specifically,
0: specifically. Yes. That. Yes, and uh boy, what kind of parents they are. I, who, I did not like them. They were so, there. those are, because the thing about it is those are kind of the parents that I deal with at my job. And I was just like, you are so suburban and so. <laughs>
2: those hurt people's so, feelings like that, Ed.
0: You're so suburban. You're so suburban. <laughs> strong they, strong are,
1: language right there
0: they're so, so because sometimes they get very rude and very thinking that they know what is best when i'm like you have no experience in the retail so you don't know what goes on how we do stuff and everything you think you can say something and stuff magically happens it doesn't go that way um i know people who say well, isn't that a caring no these are different because this mom and dad, I was just like, I I, can't, I know they they kind of care for Daniel, but they feel like because of what because of what happened with the uh, with their mom and with their dad, they kind of feel like some there's a certain kind of resentment there. It exists and i'm just like i do not like parents who have a resentment for kids who have nothing to do with their own kid and decisions that were made don't put your resentment on kids Mm -hmm. and everything they they're looking for help now yes they could have called the police and knew what was going on but you know they they i think they kind of recognize that hey they really need help you know these are our grandkids and we are a family uh daniel needs help so less help and everything so
2: um i guess what it's did important you guys have that the mom is not present in in their lives right now yes or they haven't been for years so and they don't know why yes
0: uh, but what did you guys think about this part? What did you think about the parents this the just this section right here before we move on uh
2: I, I I'm just... just gonna say like it it must have been confusing a, they're seeing their grandchildren that they haven't seen in years uh where's the you know where's the parents well i'm I'm sure they found out about their dad somehow um, before they had arrived um, and it, I guess it even being suburban had I think mm. uh, it was nice of them to take them in and uh, shield them from the cops that uh, inevitably knock on their door so
0: yes so that's... I
1: I don't find them that horrible um I think they're they're happy to see their grandchildren but they they do indicate they know what has gone I mean of course they don't have all the answers but they you know they understand that Esteban's dead and they like okay imagine if I I imagine myself in that situation where I'm just enjoying my life and then some relatives i haven't seen come to my door and i know that they're run, they're fugitives technically you're i mean they're innocent until proven guilty right but yeah. they they did run away from this and now nobody knows what's going on. It makes them look like they did it by hiding them. You're kind of complicit with their situation. So that's an awkward situation to be in because you haven't seen them in years. You don't know what's going on. You could be implicated in that situation. You could go to jail. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they indicate, um, you can talk to Claire a lot, and she says something about Esteban was a little different. I don't know what that means. I don't know what he and Karen were like in their earlier days. We don't see that side. She doesn't hate him, but she talks about he his ways were different. I don't know if she just, is that a subtle racist comment? That's what I couldn't tell. Like, is she talking about because he's Mexican, of Mexican heritage, or was it his personality? I don't really know, but... They do love their grandchildren, and they they want to protect them, but they also don't want them to go outside much. They don't want them to go, yeah. and
3: mm-hmm.
1: and do things like normal kids. Um. I think they're just confused. Like I I have to say I don't I don't know what I would do in that situation. <laughs> you know, like if my yeah. I don't have a grandchildren, but I have godsons. Then imagine them showing up at my door. I'm close to them. I, it's not like I haven't seen them in years, but. Hey, um, Celeste, we uh, we're running away from the law. Can you uh, let us hide out at your house? (laughs) I don't know. It's it's a complicated.
2: But also, not having uh, little kids around the house probably just or any family coming to visit at all is uh, probably a big change there Mm -hmm. to try to accommodate. So Mm -hmm. you know, you you kind of want to okay, what do you guys have for breakfast? I don't remember anymore (laughs) what kids eat. You know. Yes. Yeah. Um, You know just trying to get him a place to stay and uh, get him some clothes and um so i uh, just i think the accommodation and surprise is is probably um shocking and and over time you know needs to be you know familiarized with everyone um but i don't think they get that chance because they're i don't i don't know how long they were there but i don't think it was too long
0: um, no was it wasn't too long
2: yeah, yeah. 'Cause in that time what the the bookshelf fell on on um what's his name? The, the grandpa. Steven. Steven. And uh I think doesn't it he reveal then Daniel reveal he has the powers to lift it off of him
1: or just does it uh, without you can decide. I think that's a I think that's a choice oh, yeah. you can make. Like do you want to yeah. show them Yeah what he can do or do you wanna try to pull him out yourself? I use the powers. What did y'all use? Yeah.
0: I uh, I think I pulled them out. I don't think i used the powers in it um, for it. Okay. So well, uh, let's see. And
2: Chris, they also meet the neighbor, Chris.
0: Yes. The next day, Chris invites the brothers where Shah meets the homeless trans uh, sisters, Cassidy and Finn. Once back at the house, Daniel convinces Sean to assist system in searching their mother's room. Where they come across a letter expressing her concerns about her sons following the Seattle incident. Moments later, Claire returns home with Stephen and confronts the brothers over violating her rules of trust. During the ensuing argument, Stephen leads to his workroom where he becomes pinned underneath of his uh, long neglected cupboard. After Stephen is pulled free, Beaver Creek's sheriff arrives at their home in search of Shana Daniel, causing Claire to distract them at the door while the brothers flee the house. During their escape, Chris can either help guide them toward an alternate escape route, discover that he never had powers after Daniel flips a police car or become injured by said car. Afterwards, the the brothers jump aboard a train heading out of Beaver Creek. So... So
1: Whoa! Yeah, uh, that's it's a heavy episode.
2: Yeah, yes. um, I was going to uh, say, to uh, um, do we discuss the uh, scene with uh, Cassidy and Finn
1: um,
2: and going to get a Christmas tree?
1: Okay, that was that was so risky. I was like, I was like, red alert, red alert. Do not leave the house. Do not go into town. Your faces are probably on the news. You're gonna get caught. And I get it. He wants, I think what irritated, okay, this is where Daniel, I get it. He's a kid. Mm -hmm. It's like he, Sean and the grandparents have been telling you the gravity of this situation. Come on, let's go into the, the store. Let's go into the Christmas market. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) They don't get caught, but that was that what y'all were thinking too?
2: (laughs) Well, I don't know. So he goes with uh, Chris and, um, uh, which Charles. Chris, Charles. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: And Chris. Chris is the next door neighbor who befriends Daniel and Sean. Um, and Chris, we'll talk about later in his portion of it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, I, they, they go and get a Christmas tree, or go try to bring the red truck and get a Christmas tree at this this market, and that's where um, they meet uh, Finn and Cassidy, who are, um, you know. I want to say hobo, like you know, based on all we've talked about, you know, they're train hoppers. They don't stay stay in one place at any given time longer than a couple months. So um, they interact with them. They uh, she I believe plays guitar for them, yeah. and then um, you know, kind of flirty. Uh, and then also, uh, this is where they meet. Um, I think his name's Nick. Nick is the the guy that's one of the vendors there. He gets in an argument with Finn and Cassidy, and um, remind me to tell you later of a theory about Nick as well uh, when we get to uh, the uh, other Chris episode. Um, But uh, yeah, I think that whole they they kind of have an argument, and uh, you know it's even though uh, Nick is supposed to be this upstanding citizen, he kind of makes them feel pretty bad and. Some words are exchanged and they leave, and then um, I think that's when uh, they pick out a Christmas tree and uh, they head back. So um, I, it's I, it's a smaller scene, but it's still pretty impactful. Um,
0: yeah, because I think yeah, because I think Daniel was just like I need a friend companion, you know, I need some companionship from someone my age because yeah. I'm i have dealing with Sean and his stuff but I want to I'm a kid I want to have fun I want to be able to talk to somebody uh-huh. that's of my age and so Chris is that supplement for that that fixes yeah. that spot for him, and
2: I, and I think like okay the normalcy of of wanting to have a a good holiday and you you take the steps to have this good holiday you go and you pick out this christmas tree that for me, at least in both situations, where we'll talk mm-hmm. about the Chris and Charles situation later, but uh, it's, a, it's a Band-Aid to cover o- over a wound. And uh, mm-hmm. normalcy, but it's not going to be normal ever again. Um, but you're trying to keep it um, in tradition of what you usually do, and uh, you want to keep doing that regardless of what is the events that have occurred, so.
0: Yeah, um, I know. For me, like that portion was kind of cool and everything. Like I said, meeting Cassidy, like that was really important for Shaw because it because like, in a sense, this is like the love portion relationship that's that's placed in the game, but it's not fully there you can decide to go further in it in another chapter, uh and everything. But it's just like their relationship bouncing off each other is good. They they have chemistry in everything. Um do
1: we want to I'm sorry, go ahead Sean. Uh, that's
2: Shane James. Oh, Sean and Jane. That's that's fine. <laughs> um uh speaking of names that are different, uh I believe uh Finn and Cassidy's original names were Forrest and Charlotte and they're siblings. And mm-hmm. then, uh, they changed it up, um, later on. Um, I'm assuming because of the episodes, how the story evolves. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's cool. Um, I think, and I believe Finn and Cassidy, of course, are named after Bush Cassidy and Huckleberry fans. So
1: yes.
2: Adventurers.
1: This is yes. also, um, it's very brief, but Shane in, was made a good point that we should probably talk about this. Um, the game at some point does prompt you to play The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which is Chris's story. It's very short, maybe about an hour, two hours, mm-hmm. depending on how long you take. And I, I highly recommend playing it before this chapter because you get a lot more insight on, yes. on Chris's yes. life and how it's related to the grandparents a little bit. Um, and his his life kind of mirrors Sean and Daniel's and the fact that his mom is gone mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah it's it's cute it's a really cute side quest so to speak yeah yes did you want to now, talk about it uh, um,
2: sure while we're here we're okay. like, it's short enough right
1: yeah yeah
2: go ahead. Let's,
3: go ahead. okay i was, I was
0: gonna no, say so well go so ahead. before you get into it uh Shay, okay so the victors uh, this portion of it Um, It was a free download at E3 a couple of years before this game came out. Um, So people were able to download it, and part of it was going to carry over into Life is Strange 2. Um, But this really focuses on uh, Chris and his dad. Uh, But there's other things that happen to it. So Shane, go ahead.
2: Uh, I was going to say, say, if if you want to read, I can read it to the uh, description I wrote of it. Go ahead. Um, Okay, so a boy named Christopher Erickson creates a superhero for himself named Captain Spirit to help cope with his alcoholic father, Charles, as they prepare for another Christmas without his mother, Emily, who was killed two years earlier in a hit-and-run accident. Chris creates villains and uses his imagination to defeat them, including his nemesis Mandroid. After an argument with his father, Chris retreats to his treehouse and accidentally falls. However, he never hits the ground but somehow levitates before hitting the ground while two boys watch from afar, which are Sean and Daniel. Um, so um, what I, I like this, this short episode is just talking about Chris, who's trying to deal with another holiday, um, not having his mom around, um, reminiscing about you know old memories that he has with them and his, his dad, who used to be a big basketball star um, how he would wish he had seen him play when he was younger um, and uh, how he wished his dad was um, like he used to be because his dad is now depressed. Um, he drinks a lot of alcohol. And, um, I know there's even a portion, if you're playing in your room and you don't leave when he calls you right away, um, if you take too long, he, he has more of an argumentative and um, um, just a, a more... Um, mean demeanor against Chris uh, if you do not get there right away. So um, uh, what I found interesting if you you read um, or you're looking in the house, there's uh, at one portion, there's um, the book that Mark Jefferson from Life is Strange uh, created years ago um, of uh, I believe has a picture from the original Life is Strange for his art cover for this book. And mm-hmm. Emily, the mom, it actually went to Blackwell Academy on, um, on a scholarship to learn art. So that, that I thought was really cool so that they kind of connected Arcadia Bay um, with uh, Chris's mom, Emily. Um, and then um, what I was saying before about Nick, the guy at the um, Marketplace. Um, Mm -hmm. so there's a theory that Nick was the one who acts, um, who was the one that did the hit and run on Emily, um, and they hint at it that Nick or, uh, um, that Charles, uh, Chris's dad, uh, used to be friends with them, um, and, but they never hang out anymore or talk anymore, and so, uh, it. People are saying that they think that uh, Nick is the one that is the one that did the hit and run people. Some people know about it, but they're keeping it hush hush. Because uh, Nick is so well liked in the community. So. It's it's interesting. I I really enjoyed it. The there's the the snowman in the backyard and you can, um, you know, put them together and uh, also Chris, um, Chris has a huge imagination and he creates scenarios in which he fights bad guys and i don't i i don't know what your thoughts are but do you think that's a some kind of uh superpower that they're trying to hint at or do you think it's just uh part of the aesthetic of the game they wanted to put something artistic in there um and create that
0: i think it's, it's artistic it's more artistic because i think without I think the way that Chris and Daniel are at when they actually get to that part, um, you're just thinking that it's a normal Christmas tree, you know, being uh, made and then going to be sent back. You're not thinking of anything out of that until the narrative context starts playing, you know, the, the, what people say the decisions are made. And you kind of don't think that. Uh, cause you, cause I, I feel like you have to play that game, mm-hmm. uh, and, and remind yourself that of the stuff that happened that made his dad feel that way. So when you do meet Nick, you be like, oh, okay, I can see the connection, uh, r- right there. Um. Uh, to To understand it, but, like, if you haven't played it, and you just go in, you wouldn't know anything. So I think it's more for just an artistic thing, like a narrative thing. I don't think yeah. it's very like and, anything with the supernatural,
2: yeah, and I guess the the there's the portion where he falls out of his treehouse, levitates. Well mm-hmm. at that point, I thought, like you don't you don't know this when you play the the that first um the captain or the awesome adventures of Captain Spirit, you don't know that um uh that Sean and Daniel are standing there and Daniel has these powers yeah so originally I thought okay okay he's got some kind of powers and now these kids deck still next door saw it because they don't explain it and so it is interesting that you find out later that um Daniel has these powers Daniel talks to Chris and Chris realizes he has these powers and then Chris gives him his cape um and then they keep that that cape with them, um, I think you see him and see it in a few uh, bonus scenes, depending on the ending uh, that you pick at the end of the game. So,
0: I actually thought that Chris was a fragment of his imagination, uh, Daniels, because I kind of okay. because because I thought because I and maybe I it, it took me a while and I may have to play that demo again. It really felt that. I thought Chris was dead and the father moved away and, or the father had this alcoholic vision of a dead son or something like that. Something oh, okay. about it just seems very paranormal about it.
1: Okay, and I sweet. think it's
0: because of the switch of the dad because even when you meet the dad in a demo, yeah, he is this drunk, he is this alcoholic, mm-hmm. but then he, when you meet them in the game, he feels like he's sobered up, learned this lesson, and he wants to take his son to go get a Christmas tree like their relationship is is better in a sense, so it was just like, man, I'm like did i did I remember this wrong, and I probably did remember it wrong, but i it really had a supernatural paranormal element that the dad and Daniel were both envisioning Chris at the same time. So you're almost so thinking th- uh, Sixth Sense type of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind or, of, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because well, that's it's a good take like, on it, though. Yeah, because it, there was just something about it just like, why does he feel like this is a dream?
1: Hmm.
2: Celeste, did you have any thoughts on this portion of
1: it? I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I really like Ed's theory that about the whole figment of his imagination aspect i i felt really bad for chris his mom's gone his dad's an alcoholic his dad's a jerk absolutely mm-hmm. i mean i guess he's trying his best but even claire who claire and stephen are their neighbors claire will go to the door at one point because she hears a, a fall or a crash i think the debt da- charles had fallen and chris answers the door and you can i chose to kind of hide for the dad or whatever because he seemed like he'd be mad yeah if he found out the truth, and when you close the door, Charles is still aggravated. He calls Claire a bit. She's not to her face, but like he he's angry about it. Yeah. Because there is also a very unsettling part. Um, after Charles fixes Chris' breakfast, he looks at Chris's arm and is like, Did anybody at school ask you about it? And then you notice Chris's arm is kind of bruised. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an indication that Charles hit him or grabbed him too hard so is there some kind of physical abuse going on in this situation as well um it's it's horrible it's it's a sad situation
2: and and to ed's point too uh where they do go get the christmas tree where it seems like they have a better Mm -hmm. relationship i think i think charles is uh feeling so bad about how he's treating his son uh drunk um Mm -hmm. And even maybe sober, uh, that he's trying to compensate and do these things for him.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I wanted the dad to have a resolution in this game before Sean yeah. and Daniel left. I kind of wanted to have like him him realizing that I need to apologize to my son and make things better mm-hmm. with them. You know, or there's a decision that if, you know, or let there be a decision that if there is some kind of destructive manner because of the dad, that it's going, to, it's going to be sorrowful and it's going to affect Chris, but I would rather that something like that happen. Because what Daniel doesn't see is that, you know, Chris has a dad. Daniel doesn't have his dad no more. So what's important is seeing the relationship from Dan's perspective that, hey, Chris, you know, it's good that we're having this fun time together, but, you know, hopefully you and your dad could get back together because I don't have a dad. So I don't get the interaction and and everything that you're playing. And, you know, because uh, I, I feel like the whole town doesn't know That, you know, Sean and Daniel doesn't, you know, that whole event and everything. It's just that everybody's just like, oh, there's just two people shopping.
1: But it's crazy to me. The grandparents know about it, but no one else in that town knows about it.
2: Well, didn't the uh, authorities call uh, the grandparents about the situation? Maybe
1: so. Maybe that's that's what it is. is. Yeah. Maybe so. I wonder, like, I wonder if that would have made national news possible possibly i was kind of worried that chris was going to recognize them i was worried they were going to get recognized at that christmas market and i I didn't so this is one of those games where i've I've played it only once but it's always fun when you play these games and you realize Uh at the end like the different choices you're like oh i didn't even realize that was a possibility like i yeah for me (laughs) so like when you were reading what happens to chris like these three possibilities for me chris got hit by the cop car so yeah. the Sheriff is talking to Claire and Stephen, and he has backup showing up for some reason. I don't know if he called it in or they just I have no idea what the reason is that for that is, but Sean and Daniel are trying to leave the the other sheriff's deputy starts trying to pursue them and Chris stand for for me Chris stood in the middle of the road and held out his hand as though he was going to stop the cop car and I'm like oh this is not going to end well this is not going to end well at all and of course he gets hit by the cop car but he doesn't I don't think he dies he just gets injured um what happened for you did did you have one of the other ones
0: I I was I think I was able to use my powers to save Chris from the cop car like I was able to stop it and everything, and, and reveal it, and so um, I knew I I know I was able to use my powers on it as as uh, as Daniel. Mm.
2: I was gonna say boom car get out the way. I, I made sure that wasn't uh, hidden, Chris. So I did the same thing as Ed. So.
1: I wonder, I wonder why maybe i let chris think he had powers maybe maybe that was why i don't remember why but i didn't know that he mm-hmm. could help them find an alternate escape route but yeah and then they jump on a train and leave beaver creek mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: end of chapter two end of chapter two so we get into uh episode three in a flashback three months before the incident, Sean and Daniel are caught having a fight in the living room by Esteban, who lectures Sean about being a an adult and watching over Daniel. Sean apologizes to Daniel and gives him a watch, which the later promises to keep forever. In the present day, two months after leaving Beaver Creek, Sean wakes up at a campsite in Humboldt County, where he has been working on a cannabis plantation for several weeks with Cassidy and Finn's community of drifters. As he makes new friends within the group, Sean finds Daniel drifting away from him and growing more attached to Finn, who treats him as an adult. One day, Daniel is caught sneaking into the house of the pop farmer's owner, Meryl, who fires the brothers and orders him to be punished. However, Daniel saves himself with his powers, as well as he did mm-hmm. to Finn, Cassidy, and fellow drifter Jacob. We're going to stop right there. Um,
1: Oh Daniel, I wanna
0: this to... is this is when the game starts getting good and interesting. So S go because you got words. <laughs> Take it away.
1: Again. Thoughts. Again. I get it. Daniel's a kid. He's dealing with a lot of trauma. He's a little jerk, though. Like he I was worried he was going to hurt Sean on purpose. And they're dealing with an illegal situation. They're they're um in the hot seat. Like if they get caught by the authorities, they're probably going to be arrested. Um, the guy I think his name's Joe or Joseph. He's like this, he's Meryl's guard, and he has an assault rifle on at all times in case any of the drifters working on that pot farm would try any funny business. And the fa- it's like Daniel, could you? please listen. Could you please not go into Merrill's office? Could you please not act all big and mighty? Because I think what upsets me is that his actions have other consequences for other people. He's not necessarily hurt, but his brother is hurt or other people are hurt. And I think that's what drives me insane. Like, could you please listen? It, it just irritated me (laughs) so much. Well,
0: Episode 3, at this portion, it, it kind of shows you what happens when you're disobedient. Because it, I think once Daniel recognizes uh, what has happened or what goes on, we will, we'll get to it. He now should understand that, you know, because he's leaning more to fan and being treated fairly, you know, that treatment of being fair is what making him want to be more disobedient to Sean and everything. And Sean is just, I, I, can, I can give it to Sean, he's looking out the best for Daniel. Because if someone finds out what happens with this, something, what what happens in episode three and everything, and there's a decision and stuff that you can make, well, I won't speak on it just yet, Uh could really lead up to something that's gonna be very dangerous in her thing. Shay, what did you think of just like this first half of episode three of all that went down?
2: Well I look at it a different way because I I like the scenery in this. I, I, I really did uh, I believe they're in like redwoods or some some other forest that yeah. really huge trees. Um, and the the whole camp scene and um, just uh, feel good times with with people that uh, you don't fully know but maybe want to get to know more and get to talk um, I just enjoyed this whole the ambience of this scene um, and then you got um, of course uh, Daniel looking more towards Finn because um, I don't Finn Finn makes him feel like he can uh, be himself do the things that he wants to do um, without the uh, almost all seeing eye of um, his brother watching him and telling him what he thinks is right. And um, so this that, that little light of freedom for Daniel, I believe is he's taking every bit of it and using it for himself. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I like this whole, um, the whole, uh, like, just background of this and and how these drifters are, are, you know, making money on the side. Yes, it's illegal, but it's, they're free, so.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoy this because I think we got more characters and the connections and the backstories, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, uh, there's a part where they're all sitting by the camp fire until telling them how they all became this family got this group like or and stuff where they where they came from and everything um i like the fact that uh cassidy gave uh that tattoo and you got to choose what it was and stuff uh i thought that was kind of cool but i kind of see why daniel was getting close to Finn because daniel felt disrespected by sha but all of these rules he felt he felt like i want to be able to do something and you won't let me do it and stuff but Finn will let me do it and everything you know there's a point where uh uh um daniel is showing sha that he's been getting better at mastering his powers and everything uh and it's kind of also showing like even Daniel kind of has a little attitude I already know Sean and he starts showing them doing this stuff and Daniel and Sean <laughs> is just like when did you learn that? He's just like it's not like I haven't been practicing I have you just haven't been paying attention and everything and so there's there's they're setting a tone of jealousy right there where Why do you, as the older brother, get to have your fun with Cassidy, but I can't have my fun with Finn? Now that I'm having my fun with Finn, you're getting jealous. But I haven't said nothing about you until you really want to get on me about you and Cassidy. So, you can't kill two birds with one stone in this situation. I think that's the phrase. I might be using it wrong. So forgive me. But it really just showed the level of jealousy and everything. Finn is somewhat taking role, pl- in somewhat place, taking the place of uh Shy as a brother role. And Cassie is taking the attention away from from Daniel because Sean is kind of falling in love with her in a sense.
2: Yeah. But Sean then becomes more of the father figure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Daniel. So yes. And it's again like it's it's kind of <laughs> Daniel kind of becomes this anchor. Like he he's always been a liability for Sean, but in this mm-hmm. chapter, he's a true anchor, a true like his liability shines forth the strongest, I find. And again it's a lot of trauma there are a lot of difficult decisions and um oh god i guess I, it just frustrates me so much
0: well i i, I will say um uh uh sorry um as he makes new friends within the group, Shaz fine. Daniel drifting away from him and growing more attached to Finn, who treats him as a dog. One day, Daniel is caught sneaking into the house of the pop forest owner, Meryl, who fires the brothers and orders him to be punished. However, Daniel saves himself with his powers, exposing them to Finn, Cassidy, and fellow Drifter Jacob. Okay. That night, Finn plans on using Daniel's powers to break into Meryl's safe and ask Shah to tag along to which he can either join or refuse, the letter of which results in him following the two with Cassie after they leave without him. They end up being caught in the living room by Meryl, who may kill Finn or wound Daniel during the ensuing confrontation. Afterwards, Daniel loses control of his powers and destroys the room, knocking out everyone present. The next morning, the participants of the conflict are shown uh, still lying on the ground with the accession of Daniel, who has left a trail of money leading from the safe out of the door. In the episode's final shot, Sean is revealed to have a piece of glass embedded in his eye. Now, about the money part, because depending on what you do, you don't even get the money. Because I didn't, I didn't, I did not, everybody got knocked out and it showed that the room was being destroyed. Uh, but we I, end, we end up seeing Jacob being, uh, not Jacob, we end up seeing uh, Daniel being gone and kind of find out later that Jacob has taken him away, you know, to, which uh, would to <coughs> lead it to episode four. Um, I will say, because this part was like, the conclusion of episode four and like Finn and Cassidy's story, uh, I found this part exciting. With this, I I will say, I, I as Finn as Daniel, I was telling Sha, you know, follow, you know, do what he says in everything. And I, even though I still lost the eye and Daniel lost it, Cassidy and Sean, Cassie and Finn didn't get killed because there's a point that Finn could actually get killed in here and I was just like, even though I told him no, because I I literally told him no, he's insane, he's crazy, we're not doing it. Uh, After Cassie and uh, Sean going to the river and make love and do all of that crazy mess uh, and I came out I really found it interesting that, you know, sneaking into to get into the car, using it what his dad taught him and everything, getting to the house uh, and all of this, it was just like, it was so riveting and exciting. I kind of felt like this is where the game really should have started and it picks up because there's so much action going on, so much stuff that's happening, and I'm interested. You know, I feel like episode one and episode two, we're building this up, but it took long to build and they felt boring. Because this is a tone switch in the whole game. Oh, we're going to get some tone switching in this game. Because I felt like the writers did not know what they need to write. But, because it it feels disjointed writing-wise with these episodes. But yet, episode, I think, I feel like episode from three to five is Life is Strange 2, in a sense. Like, this is the game. This is the story. This is the narrative that really showcases what this game is about and everything. Uh, Celeste, thoughts on thoughts on this whole section before we get into four.
1: Oh, yeah, it gets real, and um, I'm very curious. I'm assuming they're basing it off real-life incidents of people working on farms like this, And um, Meryl has moments where he's actually kind of displayed as being sympathetic and gentle to Sean, Mm -hmm. which is kind of surprising. But overall, I mean, he's doing this for money. And he even says, I have a family to feed as well in New York. Um, Again, I I, I wanted to yeet Daniel off a cliff for this episode. (laughs) He just annoyed me. I, I mean, I understand he's dealing with a lot of emotions. Just... It just annoyed me. It annoys me so much.
0: Shay. Well, hold on, Shay.
3: Okay.
0: Celeste, what did you do for uh, when, uh, I think it was Meryl who had the gun and stuff? Oh. When you was in the room. What did you do in this situation?
1: Um... Finn lives it is because you have to you can say whose idea it was or somebody uh, Cassidy says it and she's like it's Finn's idea it's Finn's idea and uh, what's his name Daniel gets injured okay that's what happened um I don't think he took the money I don't remember it was I just remember like taking in all the chaos of everybody being on the ground but again what irritates me Sean loses one of his eyes because of Daniel's powers. And I get it, it. It it was that, or they all were. They all probably would have been shot by this damn assault rifle, but...
0: So, I thought <laughs> I thought uh, Sean lost his eye because he got hit with the gun. I thought Meryl hit him, or something.
3: No, it's, but I uh, guess
0: not.
1: Piece of piece glass.
0: Of glass. Piece of glass, is, okay.
1: I guess it's he- just... It's symbolic to me of how Daniel's powers are hurting those he loves as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I see it as.
2: And that's the true message of uh, all superheroes. Do you use your powers you know, to help people, but also it hurts people you love? So,
0: mm-hmm. so, um, so. what did you think of this, this part? And then what did you do <clears throat> close to the end? Um, so i this is one of two
2: places i was frustrated in the game and not because of daniel um my frustration came with the bud trimming mini game thing that was going on there i just i'm like when is this going to be over
3: oh that I part felt, was i felt low. like
2: I felt like personally i should be paid for doing this because <laughs> i felt like i was actually doing work and i should be getting some of the, this profit for cutting these virtual digital buds for people to digitally smoke the, i i just that that whole span was like i get you're talking and you, you have to get all these done in a certain period of time but um man i did not enjoy that <laughs> i don't think i'd uh, pan well on a uh pot farm so uh and to the last uh you know part of this uh i finn did did get shot uh he lived um but uh yeah that then brings us to that fourth episode where finn's in the hospital so
0: yes well let's uh, let's jump into episode four the psycho picks up in Humbuck county california hospital room where Shaw, gravely wounded wakes up to find that daniel is still missing under arrest and facing tough questions from law enforcement, Sean is running out of options. Only quit thinking and unexpected allies can secure his freedom. Uh, so, you, you know, you see Sean in the hospital uh, with his eye patch, and this, doc, this doctor comes in, or this nurse comes in, teaches him how to clean it and everything, giving Joey, him a different Joey. test. Joey, yeah, he, he was cool too. I liked him yeah. and everything.
1: Uh oh, Ed got really excited and froze while talking about <laughs> Joey. <laughs> Joey is cool, and I like that you can match up. Like, there's like a little—I don't know if mini game is the right part. You froze up a bit, Ed. We're talking about yeah. Joey. Uh,
0: I'm sorry about that. Um uh, Joey. Uh, you know he—he's teaching uh Sean all of these things, and uh, he let him know that he will be. You know arrested and everything, they're going to be letting him go. Um, he tricks the uh guard, guard to come in, uh, so that he could leave and exit out. Um, uh, he you grabbed your stuff, changed clothes, and I would say this why, right after knocking out the guard, he did not grab any money from the guard. He has no money on him. I would have grabbed some money from the wallet's guard, uh, the guard's wallet because oh, of uh, what happens.
2: So, I guess, did you have Joey help you uh, escape? No, no. Okay. Because there, there was, a I think, a couple different scenarios here on how to escape the hospital. And that's not the one I chose.
0: So, <laughs> I I closed, like, the closet window and I did something in the bathroom or something. And he came in and I hit him on the head. I mm-hmm. bopped him. Oh, that's what out. I
1: did, too, for the guard. I did not
0: do that. For the guard. <laughs>
2: oh say what did you do so uh, i you're talking about being in the bathroom there you take the the handicap handicap yeah yeah Yeah. off the off the side of the wall there and i waited for the guard to leave and then you can go over to the window and pop the lock off the window and then climb out the window and scoot your way around so that you can see finn uh as you're going down and talk to finn in the window and then then you can go down the side of the building and then that's when you steal the car
1: so So I I did open the window, but you have the option where Sean looks kind of scared. So I thought, oh, he's going to fall. That's what I was worried about. So I ended up knocking out the guard. But I did see Finn, and I I woke him up and talked to him. Did you talk to him?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah, just from outside the hospital. Uh, There's uh, there's like one of those, uh, what
0: do you call it, The um, scaffolds on the side, and you talk from there. So So I bought the policeman. I walked out I went into the other room to get my stuff and then I snuck out. Well while walking, I see Fear and I just skip past him. I don't even say nothing Oh, so I'm you, like, I'm not We all did me. different
2: things. Yeah. Uh, I, know was, I, got... okay. I was gonna say there's also the option of uh help Joey helping you. Uh I didn't where do that. he he uh he he'll let you go but he tells him that he says he's gonna tell him that you hit him on the or whatever.
1: I didn't want to get in. I didn't want to get in trouble.
3: Exactly. Yeah. He was so
1: nice. And he, you know, he had so much to lose. He even brings up because Sean asked him to help him. He's like, I have a girlfriend. I have a more a rent a mortgage or something. And I, you know, I I have my own dreams and aspirations. I could go to jail yeah. for this. I could lose everything if and I help you leave.
2: I was also going to say we we did the, the lady also comes in too to talk about the
1: FBI the whole, agent.
2: Uh, yeah, the whole yeah. situation as well. We're asking so him I, about this. The true story or whatever.
1: So and
0: I wonder who was she on the phone with when she was speaking. Because you can hear her conversation, but I'm like, is she yelling at somebody? Oh, out in the uh, hall? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. never explain they never explain that in the gang.
1: Maybe right. another a coworker or something, I guess.
0: Um it's something like a husband oh. or <laughs> some or a partner or some or Like some a personal kind. call. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you escape the hospital. You get in a car. You start driving. You go to different places. We're uh, driving. Um, uh, uh, some kind of music in the loop. And this is why I wanted him to steal the wallet because it feels like the women who put the who had the car that he stole had a full ticket of gas. From where he was driving, he got a long place. Like he, like he, he drove far. I'm like, how are you not eating anything, and how are you not, you don't have any gas, or anything.
2: Um uh, I also I want I wanted to address the fact that before he leaves the hospital, they're doing tests because he's only got one eye now, and he's they're testing his death perception, and it's gotta be hard driving a car. Um, it has first off has Sean draw, driven a car before? Yes, he's 16, but did he he ever have his license? And if so, you know, how is it that he can drive, you know, one eye in the dark, uh, raining, you know, so that had to be difficult. And then it
0: had to be different. I I think it's because of his dad being a mechanic. I think him and his dad had some. Yeah. It feels like they had driver's license. So he was used to driving. Yeah. He probably knew the ins and outs of it. So.
1: Yeah, he learned how to hotwire
2: a car. I certainly can't do that. that. Um, Also, uh, you told him he should have taken the money. Do you think if he had taken the money, he would have gotten out of that situation where he pulled over to rest? And two guys come over to uh, harass him and beat him uh, for being on his property?
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I didn't do I didn't do the dance. I was speaking in uh, Spanish, like negative about him. Like I took my punches and everything. Like I was not giving this racist what he wanted. Yeah. Like yeah. full on.
1: It enrages just. me because I mean I guess they don't know, but it's like this dude is an American citizen. First of all, you just shouldn't treat anybody poorly like that. I do not condone that kind of behavior. Um, I understand there are a lot of nuances to that political topic. We're not going to get into that, but do I believe in treating others how you want to be treated? And uh, you were a stranger, and I welcomed you, and I fed you, and I gave you water. I don't believe in being hateful. And um, yeah, those those jerkwads. Uh, Sean gets beat up a lot in this game. Like I'm surprised his jaw is not dislocated. Yep. It's it's horrific yeah. and. One of the one of the guys is very aggressive, and the other guy kind of wants him to stop and like leave him alone. It just, oh, God, I really wanted, I really wanted to see Sean beat the absolute shit out of someone and have his revenge. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, oh
1: well, violent, uh, violent
2: talent tendencies are coming out for this game. <laughs> I don't. It's, it's the
1: injustice. It makes. Yeah, I, it I get it. Yes, me. Like I'm yeah. not a. You know, like I'm I not. I don't go around beating up people. It's the it's like timmy who's a very mild-mannered person yeah. and seeing that shot yeah, see, seeing
2: something bad happen to someone that sh- has mm. you know not done anything uh, even if he has done something yes he was on their land uh the proper procedure would be go up and talk to him and if mm. he seems like a threat call the cops that i don't know it just
1: um <laughs> i know i know it it enrages me and i get it we're the guy was obviously sleeping in the car, okay? Like, you know, knock on the window. I, I mean, I get it. You don't know if he has a weapon. Like, I guess I'm yeah. thinking, I, I I grew up on a, a private family lane. So if any car that we did that people do not recognize would drive up and down that lane, you better believe my mom and her cousins and my grandparents were like, who is this, you know? But nobody went and did what those people did to Sean. They just kind of keep an eye mm-hmm. out. You know, like, hey, can I help you? <laughs> I don't know i don't know yeah. he was just he he overdid it and is this is this is also the chapter where you can be picked up by a trucker right yep you
2: know, yes what i referenced so, before at the gas station there
1: yeah the truck the gas
0: so station. yeah do you, you meet a trucker because like the car runs out of gas the shyness walk in you can do some drawing uh you kind of see that his skill is peeling and everything uh a trucker comes to picks him or ask him you know so that's why be like pick him up, uh gives him a sandwich they talk to and he was just like, man, your wife does make the best sandwiches and everything and he drops him off in this town and we kind of find out that Jacob is in this town. he got his hair cut and everything uh because <laughs> Jacob's sister is also in this town, but she's <laughs> sick. uh uh you kind of meet this religious group slash caught. Question mark. Uh, because the <laughs> woman who was over it, you know, has Daniel all cleaned up. It is kind of being like a mob in a sense and everything. Uh, you Sister know, stop. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what well, she Don't there. get me started. Uh,
1: Do
0: not get me started. Uh, uh, Sean recognizes what Daniel is doing and where he's at. And, you know, Some some opinions are 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 exchanged and everything, Um, and what ends up happening is that the there's this guy guard who beats up uh Shaw and pulls a gun out and tell him never to come back again. Uh, but (coughs) oh, before you go, Shay, but the mom, but a woman comes to pick up Shaw and you kind of find out that it's Shaw and Daniel's mom. They drive off and go to a hotel, uh, and this is where you kind of find out, start finding out more about what happened to their mom, and then some of the decisions that you made there. Okay, so I'm gonna stop right there, Shay. This part of the game, what did you think, and um, what decision did you make with be, the mom? <clears throat> before
2: I, I answer that, um, maybe we should discuss. The, okay, Jacob. Jacob was part of the group uh, at the, at the pot farm, um, and he he want he left that this um, place because he felt he was um, just not. I, I want to say he was he felt uh, pressured and persecuted uh, what he believed, and wanted to be in, away from that. So, um, him him getting hurt, I think, and bringing Daniel back. Was maybe trying to redeem himself from leaving and trying to get back with his his family. So um, that saying, that being said, right there, then Sean he goes into this place, sees um, sees Daniel doing a uh, quote unquote miracle um, for the followers of this um, religious um, gathering, and then him. Sean meeting uh, the daughter. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I remember her name? Uh, Sarah. Sarah Lee. Sarah, Sarah it is. Lee. Um, so meets Sarah. her. She seems not well. So and then uh, Sean meets the the mom, and that's uh, I guess that's when the whole um, thing occurs where they're disagreeing, and Sean um, gets thrown out. Uh, by the the, I want to say the assistant, and tells him not to come back because uh, Daniel says he doesn't he doesn't want to go with him. So, um, for me, this whole whole section, um, uh, yes, yeah, so um, I don't I don't even know how to describe this because it's like, um, you know, I'm I'm Catholic, I believe a lot of things, so. Uh, but there's 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 logical sense in in thinking things through as well, where you just um, you, you can tell when someone is brainwashed versus believing. So this this whole section uh, is, I, I believe, just both uh, brainwashing Daniel to do these miracles for the profit uh, of this. Um, I want to say religious group i don't want to say cult but re- religious group um so yeah i i just feel like that this is more of exploitation of a child with powers doing these miracles to make a profit
0: uh so that's, that's on this section
1: i'm gonna call it a cult because of how elizabeth acts because I think Sarah Lee says, "Oh, Sister Elizabeth can, say, has said that she can never sin. She's perfect. And if you, you know, you study cults like Jonestown yep. and mm-hmm. Heaven's Gate and all these things, Shane is way nicer than I am <laughs> because that's what the leader does. They they tell you that they are the way, the truth, and the life, and they act better than Jesus Christ Himself. And I also found it interesting that they view Daniel as." A miracle there are some groups who would have viewed it as oh my god this is the work of the devil so that was yeah. an interesting turn yeah. events and yeah they you learn very quickly that sister elizabeth is very hypocritical very if you research you know cults and their leaders she kind of checks off all the boxes she does she says power now there are some christian groups i think christian scientists who believe that power of prayer is the only way to be healed um, so she is very controlling. That aspect does not let other members go to the doctor. But if when you go into uh, Sister Elizabeth's compound, her house, you see receipts from her doctor appointments and her visits. Yeah. So she's oh, the rules are for thee, not for me, and that.
0: You also uh, find out what was happening. What is wrong with Sarah?
1: Um, yes. In there,
0: because she she holds that back from Jacob. And her thinking, yes. Jacob just like I know something is not right, and I think my, mm-hmm. uh, I think she has it. So that's where they
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, go in, but we'll say we'll get to that part later. Uh, go we, ahead.
1: Uh, we learned so that like, Jacob is gay, and they tried to do conversion therapy with him, and just they're they're not a loving, accepting group. Okay, they're very hypocritical. Mm-hmm. They're very judgmental. uh Nick calls him. A slur for for gay people. He called Jacob. He calls him a horrible name when he's when he finds them in Sister Elizabeth's house. They're just horrific people. I do have to. Okay, maybe you should go, um, Ed, because I have thoughts on the next part that happened. <laughs> okay,
0: so I will say, I I kind of did a little bit of a reset in the sense or chapter four um, when they with shot and Jacob breaks in. Um, you know, Sean uh, hides it to the closet uh, I made sure because uh, you can leave the, the uh, thing out and so I reset it uh, I loaded the checkpoint up and I got the paperwork, I closed it and then I hid and then Sean uh, and then Jacob hid behind the door so we was never found but then, you know uh, the mom Uh, gives the distraction and everything, and I came out over there. So everything is at least up to there, but uh, I I will say when the mom came uh, and Daniel, I mean, and Sean, you know, met up and they went to the hotel and everything, I was nice to the mom. I wanted to hear what she had to say and everything. Um, I stood outside while she smoked, uh, you know, I, I I just I I was I was I let her clean the eye and I was just being more forgiving and being more understanding because I wanted to hear her side And she just and, and as heart as heart as it was, not heart-wrenching, uh as unfair as it was for the mom to leave the boys and Esteban and stuff, she really felt like I was unhappy. And I didn't want to carry that burden of my unhappiness and place it on you guys and Esteban. So, and Esteban was fine with it. He allowed me to leave. And so that's why I have been gone. I never stopped thinking about you guys. I never stopped loving you guys. But I'm someone who just can't be, who who doesn't not say believe in a family life, but I I like to be free. And I think it's I think it really is because of her relationship with the mom and dad in chapter three. Um uh, I guess they were so sheltered and everything, or they were in some kind of way that it affected the mom to be like, I can't do this. Cause you guys want me to be something and I'm not. And so, you know. Her, her being able to give the player that explanation, whether you like it or not, at least she, uh, at least they wrote it to where she admits everything, and she's just like, I'm not proud of it, but I had to do it. If you feel like it's selfish, go ahead and say that it's selfish. Fine, I was selfish, but I couldn't, I wouldn't be me and who I am if I was stuck with something that was keeping me unsatisfied. You know. I really love that part. I, I think out of the whole game, that was the more uh, human part to this, that you something that you could identify. and kind of something that you kind of wish that more people would just say and outright, you know, admit and everything that I am not a family person. So I had to leave instead of instead of all these secrets b- being held and being broken up. Because Esteban had a right to tell uh, Sean and Daniel before his passing away what happened to their mom. And it always felt like he never did. He never explained to them what happened, and he should have.
2: Maybe he Go didn't ahead, understand Nate. it himself. Maybe that's why he didn't uh, explain it. Uh, maybe Maybe that truth was more... Uh, painful for him than something mm-hmm. some real tangible reason of why she wasn't there so
0: yeah uh, but I do I do like that part of chapter four I really enjoy it, it really felt grounded in this game and I'm just like this is great storytelling and narrative the way that is presented, the way that is acted out uh and delivered it was just like, out of, the, out of everything in this whole game, I feel like this is the one that stands out. Chapter five stands out altogether because the, the, I know we got to get to it, but it was just like so moving in chapter four at that part. And we know that later on, uh, the stuff that happens to Jacob, the stuff that ha- happened to Sarah, uh, you get a choice if you want Jacob to keep the money to help his ser- sister uh, get help, or, or you or take the money back uh, and stuff. But uh, in the end, uh, for me, I let I let Jacob keep the money so Sarah could get help, and then I think I end up getting a letter, or somehow I end up finding out that. Uh, the doctors ended up taking care of her. She ends up getting cured and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, they're have they living a better life. So I was happy to get that. Uh, the church uh, catches on fire because uh, an argument is going on. And, you know, the assistant is beating up on Sean once again. But Sean is not giving up. He really wants to save Daniel to come. Uh, the The church catches on fire. Uh, you have an option to kill Elizabeth or let her or just walk away and not do nothing. Uh, we also find out that Elizabeth is cuckoo crazy because when she was in another religious group, they kicked her out because of some things. Uh, so you kind of find a lot of backstory in that little uh, office slash house um, that it is. Um, what did you guys do before we get into chapter five? Did you uh, kill Elizabeth, like hurt her? Or did you guys walk away? Celeste.
1: I I let her live. I Because I figured... So I, it's not... They don't call it out in the game, but when I was reading it, you can have like a morality meter for Daniel. He's mm-hmm. watching everything you do and listening to your instructions and... I didn't want him to think that, you know what, you're going to be the bigger person. You're going to be a good person and not harm her. I did think, okay, the part with the church being on fire was a little overly dramatic. Okay, if the the building you're in is on fire, the fire is spreading, you're going to get out, right? Because not only can the flames hurt you, all the smoke that you could be inhaling could hurt you. It just felt a little unrealistic and overly dramatic with... The guy Nicholas, I think is his name keeps punching Sean. Sean keeps getting up and trying to advocate for Daniel. At one point, I wanted to be like Daniel, stay with the damn cult. I don't care anymore. I'm gonna leave, <laughs> like
0: just. But it, it's it, it, it kind of symbolizes two things: that everything that the that it was built to that point is burning down. Secondly, this mm-hmm. is a representation of hell because yes. it's like this is some evil stuff that. You do it. No guard should have a gun, being up on another person. So it's just showing that you guys supposedly have this Christian faith, but in reality, you're just an evil human, like some like uh, not evil human. I should place that. You are a sinful human, like everybody else. So now that this is all breaking down and stuff is being revealed, the truth is coming out this is what this fire is doing to this yes. church um, you making this this place that should have been a tip of holiness is now becoming unholy and undone
2: i was gonna say this is where a fire watch would be handy
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> speaking of that i got my uh walk fire walk shirt from oh, life is strange
3: very so, appropriate.
2: yeah i'll have to wear it on the next one too so um before I answer that, I want to yeah, step, I ahead. step back a little at the hotel. Um, so the, now this is the second place that frustrated me in the game and not because of anything that the story had. Uh, I, it was glitching out on me. Um, I oh. couldn't click on something. I couldn't advance. So I actually had to delete uh, my uh, my download file of the game and reload it in order for it to work. So I still Uh. had my save, but I had to delete it and then come back. And there was this portion in there where you, when your mom's gone and you're going around the room and clicking on things. And Mm -hmm. you had to click on something to advance and it would not let me do it. And I looked online and there was some big glitch with it in certain game saves. So I took care of that. uh, But that was frustrating because I played the episode probably six times to Uh. try to get through it. And it, each time it got stuck. So then I, I kept, you know, researching to figure it out. That being said, um, uh, there were some interesting things. And I had forgot to mention because um, you get a backpack from, I believe, Brody at episode one. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice it at first, but I, I think in this episode I did. Um, on the backpack, uh, it, it says, uh, not all those who wander are lost, which is a, a line from the uh, um that uh, the poem by J.R.L. Token, um, All That Glitters Is Not Gold. So I thought that was cool because this was a journey, basically, Um, an adventure with two people, plus the people you meet on the adventure. Um, And then also there's a, uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, I looked this up, but there's a receipt um, that says, uh, I think it's um, ACFC, and I didn't know what that was so I looked it up and it stands for Aurora Creek Fried Chicken and um, Aurora Creek is the original name of Arcadia Bay so I thought that was pretty interesting too so um but yeah this that whole interacting with your mom I tried to be nice as well because um, not only the fact that Sean becomes almost the parent to Daniel and having that difficulty dealing with with Daniel um, I think then that can relate to maybe what your mom was going through with you guys though you chose to stay she didn't that um, that definitely needs some explanation and I feel like that's you, you, you try to figure, understand your your parent and um, see the reasoning behind it and I, I gave her the chance at least to tell me that so mm-hmm. Then of course, you know, going back to the cult site, um, going into those back rooms uh, where they live and figuring out, you know, some of the stuff that they're doing there. And um, that's like Celeste said, you find some of the doctor's receipts um, and uh, some of the other things, like the books that they're making for this and Daniel's, um, Daniel's room there, going through some of that stuff. Um, and then finally, getting to the scene with the the church burning. Um, again, again, another escalate in this, in these episodes. I, it seems to be a theme where it's you know everything's. Um, I want. I don't want to say calm because this definitely wasn't calm. It was just uh, a crescendo. Boom! Everything happens at once. Yeah. Uh, that's when the the most interesting. Um, narratives and uh, decisions occur, and I think uh, at that point, um, they, what, what's his name? The guard or her assistant? Nicholas. Yeah, Nicholas. He's he's got a gun right to Sean's forehead, and he Sean doesn't even care anymore. He says, "Just pull it, pull it, you know, do it. If you're gonna do it, do it." And um, then Lisbeth is saying, "You know, pull the trigger, pull the trigger," and you know, Daniel's right there. that's his brother. I don't care if you're you're brainwashed or not. That's not cool in my book. So, yeah. So he throws uh, Nicholas against the wall. And um, I think that's a a breakthrough right there uh, of him coming back to uh, more of a a, a grounded reality uh, Mm -hmm. and not a facade that was happening um, at this church. So, I don't know, just real interesting how this this episode played out. Um, this was definitely not something I thought. Um, playing the earlier chapters, this was headed to. So yeah, uh, uh, well, I believe each chapter does have its a very unique identity, and each chapter seems to have a different terrain, as they go mm-hmm. farther and farther south. So it's like it, it seemed like they wanted to check off the bingo card of all the terrains that the U.S. has to offer, in all the seasons. So.
0: So that's was she nice to the mom, or I don't know, I didn't get your oh, point of what you did I was, with the mom.
1: I was nice to her. Um, I, I was conflicted because on one hand, like, okay, so I, I, I don't want children, for instance. Um, I can understand that that would be difficult, but at the same time, like, I, I get it. She probably realized it too late, especially if she was influenced by her parents and how they chose to raise her. But now you have mm-hmm. two new lives and no matter what explanation they could receive I like imagine finding out at the bottom at the core of it I did not want to be your mother like I love you from a distance and I want the best for you but I did not want to be a mother to you so that would I mean imagine how that would make you feel like I was nice to her because she was showing kindness and she was stepping up especially when it mattered the most but I mean, I know people who have experienced that. Like, I have some friends who were adopted mm-hmm. or friends who other people in their families had to step up because their parents didn't. And it's uh, it causes some very difficult feelings for them. Yeah.
0: So it's time for us to get to uh, the last episode. Sean and Daniel have reached the end of the road. The border is closed. One last brutal and godless challenges is all that stands between them and their goal. Uh, Caught between responsibility and freedom surrounded on all sides, can Sean find a way out of an impossible situation? And more importantly, in this moment of crisis, will Daniel still follow his lead? you know, every decision Sean has made, every lesson Daniel has learned, every friend and foe they met along the way, they all been leading to this. So you get to where the mom is staying. And I did love that little community. I love the, the two gay guys and stuff because they're just like, <laughs> oh, Sean, we're going to miss you. And it, it really showed how uh, it, it really showed. Just like the peace of mind that everybody have, and the love and respect that they have, uh, we also meet uh, the dad or the stepdad from the first game, or the boyfriend from the first game, and talked about how uh, the wife ends up leaving, leaving him uh, because the daughter Chloe ends up dying um, in it, and so.
1: Well, it depends on your uh, ending that you chose for the yeah, first game. It,
2: If it's saved, you know, if you played the original game, it it picks up on
1: that. Oh, wow. Hold on, wait. What? Hold on, wait. You didn't... Okay, so at the beginning of... Okay, the end of Life is Strange, I chose to save Chloe, and she and Max leave. And then when you're with Brody, you actually go and look over the destroyed Arcadia Bay. Yeah. That's what I had.
2: Or you see Arcadia Bay, like I chose, and you see it lively, and later on, you don't... Hear you hear about Chloe, but she's not in the picture. Um, I believe in in uh, it would be in Celeste's playthrough. You'll if you go into the trailer, uh, you'll see a picture of Max and Chloe, and Chloe has like glee, green hair now, and they look a little older. Mm-hmm. And Sean goes, yeah. oh that uh, they look funner, they they look cool mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in my playthrough, you you um, you're on the phone with Joyce. So
1: oh the wife. Okay. Yeah, so. old
2: girlfriend or whatever.
1: Yeah, his ex-wife. Because um, yeah. for me, he's on the phone with Chloe, and you can kind of hover around his trailer mm-hmm. and listen to the conversation. It sounds like she and Max are either really good friends or depending on if you let them be friends or girlfriends, like romantic partners, he's very, he's closer to Chloe. He's very happy for her. They have a more positive relationship. But yeah, David Madsden is in that community. So it's a neat little connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I I guess uh, they broke up either way, I'm assuming, and David just moved to this place because yeah. uh, he's in this gang. And he sounds more calm and more understanding. And I kind of like that about – I like how they did that. Um, it gets to a point where Daniel and Sha is going to leave. Uh, the mom is going to cause another distraction and everything. Uh, so stuff happens, but Sean and Daniel, uh, you know, Sean to ask, I mean, yeah, Sean asks Daniel to make a way. Daniel does, uh, but then, uh, they end up getting captured by these two white, uh, racist nationalists or whatever these two white people, and they get taken to, um, uh, this, this FBI comes it ends up taking them because they've been working with them for i guess immigration or whatever so you're in the jail cell You, uh you as shy is in a jail cell with this other uh hispanic family on the other side of the cell is the two white people the two races and everything so as time goes on and it uh, you get you, you start getting questioned, but things start happening because Daniel is you know using his powers to break them out. Um, you go through some parts, and there's, there's a section, and I love this because I want to find out what you guys did, and I and I hope, I hope I'm interested to see what everybody chose. You get to this point oh. where you can free the uh, Hispanic couple or the racist. And for me, I I relieved the Hispanic couple. I told them to come out, let them flee and everything. And kept the racist in the jail. What did you guys do? Uh, Celeste?
1: You can actually free them both. But uh, I chose, like, even though I could have freed them both, I freed only the Hispanic couple. And... um. Uh, Cause I was kind of worried the vigilantes, I was like, you know, maybe I should be the bigger person, but on the second hand, I didn't know if they would retaliate or attack me yes. because they seem like you, Sean is fluent in Spanish and he's ha- he has a conversation with a couple and they're saying a lot of things. Again, this is dealing with topics that are discussed in real life. They're just trying to go to America to get a better life for their child. And Sean is telling the couple, Oh, I'm going to Mexico. And they're like, why would you do that? And they start telling him about the crime and, and how, the poverty is so bad and all the negative things going on and how they're trying to discourage him. They're like, you you're already an American citizen. You should stay here and take advantage of that. But, uh, the, the vigilantes, they start saying, you're in America, you need to speak English. And my, my whole thing is guys, this country was, I mean, they're the native Americans, first of all, and then all, everybody else, all immigrants, my ancestors are Polish and French. Don't even get me started on that whole, you have to speak English thing, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're they're horrible people, and um, I was like, you know what? Screw it. And I honestly thought I know this isn't the question you had, uh, Ed, but when the interrogation room is shaking, I thought mm-hmm. Sean was about to have some powers on Earth because he was in a moment of extreme stress. Yeah, I did not until Daniel appeared. Uh, what about you, Shane?
2: Um, well, I did. Uh, I just read the Spanish couple. Um, I, you know, I would have let them out. I just, I felt like this time around, I'm, I'm a nice guy, but I, I'm not letting you out. this time. <laughs> um, And also, I kind of wanted to go back a little uh, with the whole trailer park thing because I feel there's a lot there. Um, there's, um, I liked the art uh, that that lady would make out of all the trash that she would collect. And I feel like, Again, Life is Strange has a lot of different artistic um, qualities about it. This time being drawing and also the imagination thing with uh, Chris. And now you've got the music uh, thing with Cassidy. And you've got now this art sculpture um, lady in this tra- this desert trailer park, basically. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot of uh, different people in that, in that community. Um, and i think one of one lady is uh, i forgot who it was she's 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 bald i, I believe she has some form of cancer or something mm-hmm. um which uh later on is kind of interesting if um if when you uh one of the scenarios when you um finish the game joyce is wearing her shirt um and i found that interesting because i think maybe she passed away and now she's wearing her shirt to remember her by. Mm-hmm. um yes and and then also um this is the uh, i wanted to bring this up because this is uh, another um cool nod to a video game um if you go into um into uh uh david's um trailer there's a CB radio and it, you uh-huh. can turn it to the i think it's like 150 or 160 or something like that um on the radio but um if you, I think if you dial it in, um, I don't know, I, yeah, I did write it down. It's a 145.50. Um, you hear uh, someone reaching out to Alex and Jonas, and you find, uh, well, if, you, if you've if played it before, Alex and Jonas are some of the main characters in the Oxen Free game. Oh. And so they can, I believe they're connecting the Oxen Free game to this too, because Oxen Free is all about radio signals and. Communicating and uh, like uh, strange events that occur in that indie game as well. So uh, I thought that was a cool nod to that game because I really enjoyed that game. Um, but yeah, it, as yeah. you as you leave this this surreal uh, desert community, it just I I almost thought personally like I would have just stayed there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe eventually someone would find you out there, but. I would have stayed oh, yeah. there.
1: I know, right? I, I agree with so, you, but then Karen tells them that the FBI is oh, their trail.
2: Oh yes, oh, and no. then now that you brought that up too, um, uh, there's a portion too where you can find Karen. I don't know if this was an episode four. It might have been episode four. You find Karen's like, um, I think it's like some tortoise, uh, cl- it's tortoise club, or something or other. It's a, it's like mm-hmm. a gym. And there's a QR code on there, and you, if you scan it, um, what does it say? Uh, oh, it says "work, work hard, muster big." When you scan it, and that's a reference to what Hot Dog Man says. So there's a lot of Hot Dog Man. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, references oh to wow!
2: They have the I love comic it. in there, the cartoon when Daniel's watching the TV in the motel. You know, there's a lot of references. So I just feel like uh, this, this life is strange in particular had a, have a lot of. Connections and Easter eggs to all sorts of mediums in art and and, and books and movies and the other Life is Strange games, of course. So I don't know, it's just really interesting to see.
0: Yes. Well, everybody, we have get, got to the final portion. You, Daniel and Sean are in the car. They get close to the border, but the FBI is all around and stopping them and they give you some choices if you want to continue to go forth or if you want to surrender. And now, another all the choices that you made, uh, and it doesn't tell you what affects what to let you know what happens, but all the choices that you made leads up to what the conclusion is going to be. So this game has four endings. We're not gonna go through all four. We're only going to just to tell which ending that we uh, had. So I'm going to start with you, Shane. What was your ending to this
2: game? Um, I chose the Parting Ways ending. Um, That, of course, is you trying to bust through the wall um, with your brother, but your brother does not, um, Daniel does not want to go. Uh, So Daniel, I think, uh, allows you to get through the wall, and you keep driving while he bails out of the truck. And Sean escapes to Mexico, Whereas Daniel stays in the States and Daniel, I believe then has to go to like juvenile, um, like some kind of institute to, of what he's done. And then he lives with his grandparents, whereas Sean goes to Mexico and meets up with Cassidy and they make it to, what is it, Puerto Lobos? Uh, they make it there mm-hmm. and that's where they're living. Um, uh, interesting detail that I saw too is if, um, that ending um sean has a black eye uh, for his eye and uh, i heard a different ending he has a white eye so it's almost like maybe they're trying to trying to tell you that was the more of the uh dark or e- more of the uh evil ending versus the more pure true ending i don't know but yes that's the one i picked
0: celeste what ending did you get with?
1: I had the exact same one and because I tried to keep Daniel as moral as possible. And I feel like, I think the reason that Daniel made that decision is because he realized I can't keep running from the law forever and I've made some bad decisions. So he uses his power to move all the vehicles and, um, That allows Sean to barricade through the wall. But I have a lot of questions, okay? And I don't know if right now or after Ed's decision, we should talk about it. So, (laughs) okay.
0: So, my decision, I surrendered. And what ends up happening in my ending is that Sean ends up going to jail. Daniel ends up going to live with the grandparents. And um, time has passed, and Daniel is getting out. I mean, Sean is getting out of jail. Daniel and the mom is going to go see him. Uh, they pick him up, and later on, they're back at uh, in Seattle um, at their house and everything. Um, and it gets to a point where, like, Daniel ends up crying and and stuff. You know, he kind of breaks down and everything. Uh, later on, they get to where Daniel and Sean is separating. So uh, Sean drives off to a different place. Uh, Daniel, I think he uses his powers a little bit and then turns around and drives back home. In, in a sense, so drives the other way. Uh, so they all split apart from there. But I ended up surrendering uh, for my mm. uh, for that one. So uh, that was my ending. So Celeste, you said you wanted to discuss something? You had some concerns?
1: I, okay, I'm not very well versed on ICE or the Border Patrol. I, I don't know a lot about mm-hmm. that law. I, I actually have a friend who does it. She's not a Border Patrol agent, but she works like the administrative side, and she's told me just some different things. It's very interesting to get that point of view. That's all, but I digress. Okay, first of all, maybe someone listening can tell us. Are Border Vigilantes real? Timmy said they are. Because I was explaining, he didn't watch me play that part, because I was off for Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, and I was finishing up the game. And he said, oh, yeah, there are people who do that at the border, who just take the law into their hands. So I was, that felt a little fantastical to me, but I guess it is accurate.
2: I did see a a news piece on this. uh, I believe it's down in Arizona along the border wall or border. Okay. that, yeah, people, they have such few people guarding it. People actually go out and um, they patrol it themselves. <laughs> and um, they, I don't, I don't know if it's, uh, what do you call it, where um, you can take the law in your own hands, basically, mm-hmm. if something happens. Um, but you that's basically what they live by. They walk this, their route, and they, you know, I, I don't know i I feel it's maybe it's I don't know if it's important to them, but it, I don't know what what kind of dangers occur with that kind of stuff down there I'm sure there are issues that we don't even fathom
1: yeah but, that's um, well as we see in the game they shoot a child like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's that's something that can happen are, are they and... I,
2: I don't know if they're taking it as like, is this an infestation type situation? People are coming through that are don't belong here. You know, it's, I, mm-hmm. get it. it's your, it's your home. You, you protect your home. Um, but I, the manner of it, uh, I don't know. Maybe they definitely need to hire some kind of actual force that patrols this. I, I don't know.
1: That's so that that answers my question, I guess, because I had a, I was very surprised that the border wall was not heavily guarded. Maybe not the whole mm. thing is patrolled, like you're saying. Yeah. But when Daniel's breaking it, I thought there might be people at least on the other side from Mexico. And I, I, I don't know. I just have it just again, it's a video game and you have to have a little bit of suspension of disbelief. But mm-hmm. that's it. I'm like, okay, what are what are your plans as well? Because you need a passport to enter a foreign country how were they going to survive in Mexico? They don't have a passport. I, yeah. At least I don't, did we ever find out if they have some kind of passport? I don't think they do. They're just, they're running and gunning. Yeah. They're they're heading there. Would, yeah. it, would word have not gotten out that, Oh, their father is from Puerto Lobos? No. So maybe they're there. And we're going to let people in Mexico, like someone in the United States, is going to be communicating with people in Mexico like be on the lookout for these brothers we think they might be heading there because we hear about that in the United States like oh there there are people who uh, some famous people for whatever reason are heading into the United States keep an eye out like if somebody i have heard about it from other states where like oh there's someone who kidnapped somebody like what is it the amber alerts for example yeah yeah the children missing and we get those uh, that's what I, again suspension of disbelief um
2: and, and there might be some disconnect too, because this Don't Nod who made this game, is a French company. True. So you you don't fully grasp what's going on here, and I don't even think the people in the United States fully grasp what's going on. It, we even made mm-hmm. the point of you didn't know there was border people that self border patrolled. Mm-hmm. Um, we we don't, and you're you're the closest one to Arizona. So if you don't even know that, yeah. that's <laughs> uh, you know that that's you know what I mean that. It's yeah. just two states away, uh, and it's...
1: I didn't know that.
2: Um, yeah, so it, you uh, humans like to revolve in their own their own area, their own world, and I feel that, that this is evident right there, that it's just um, the world is big, but we don't make it big. Uh, we just deal with the problems that we have. Exactly. Try not to Mm. deal with problems that everyone else is dealing with.
1: Yeah, like if so, there's where I live because it's kind of close to Mexico. Like if we ever, whenever Timmy and I travel and we go to rest stops in the bathrooms, let me know if this is the situation in your areas too. Um, in our in the bathrooms, on the door it'll say, "Are you being held against your will, like for human trafficking?" Like there will be posters with helplines in case. Someone is being kidnapped to be trafficked no, nope, not for so, us because we're close to the border and, and I hate to say it that happens. I mean, I haven't experienced it personally, but it does I guess because we are close to the border they they want to have those resources available to people, like if a child or a woman or anybody, a man, whoever is kidnapped, and they they are allowed to go to the bathroom they um you know, mhm.
2: Oh, that's interesting like because yeah we're close close to the canadian border and i, I don't think i've ever seen anything you know yeah close to I I was, that, like that.
1: but i have a friend who lives in florence south carolina and she was telling me that uh, human trafficking is big over there because of the where they're located against a certain highway so where i live we have highway uh, is it I, the i-10 it spans from like uh, all across like from california yeah. all the way to florida so it I hate to say it, it would make sense that that would be a big human trafficking route um yeah
0: if I know for us if we're going like on 294 uh, or I 94 like yeah, if we were going to rest stops that was like going on there, we may see it, but that's about it like even um when I was going to Minnesota um and we go do some of the rest stops in uh, in Wisconsin, we didn't I didn't see any. I yeah,
2: yeah, I did not I don't see any in Wisconsin. Um I don't recall seeing anything. Um though I I've, I've heard things like uh you got to be careful on uh, 41s are big. Um, oh, that's LA. your big. Yeah, high. and that goes all the way up through upper Michigan. It goes all the way down basically um to, towards the south. Okay. Uh, that I've heard like in Milwaukee and other areas leading up to Chicago that those are places you should be watching your kids really well and you should have, um, you know, at all times to be with your kid. I and mean, even if you're with your kid, there's like, um, I've heard scary stories about more than one person trying to get your kid. Even oh my though you're God. There. So, yeah, it's, it's but upsetting.
1: It's, it's so sad too, because, um, there are a lot, and again, I, I don't know everybody's personal situation. There could be people operating illegally here for all I know and yeah. doing horrible things. But we have a lot of, we have a big Hispanic population. And I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, I patron these restaurants where sometimes the people, I have to use like a Google, Google Translate mm-hmm. because they speak just Spanish. And um, I don't, and <laughs> it's not my job. I'm not ICE, okay? Are, are you here to make a better life? and like, like the people in the game, I, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not sure, but, um, because I am so cl- much closer to the border. I know it's a big problem, oh, problems, the right word, a big issue, a big point of contention in Texas, especially because
3: mm-hmm.
1: they're so close to the border where they're closer than I am. Um, I, I try but it's like, you're saying Shane, like I, uh, <laughs> I, I've been told that I'm a woman and, uh, I keep an eye out. I won't go certain places at night. Whether you're Hispanic, white, black, Asian, I don't care. You know, I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah. God, we are getting into again. This game covers some topics. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know where I'm going with this. Um, yeah, I but could, I, I could I, definitely
2: I, see I, that being some part of a another life is strange game. Uh, right. Yeah.
1: But that's yeah. Interest, interesting about what you brought up about Milwaukee. I. Yeah. Again, well, because I, I don't know because I'm, you know, we have our own stuff going on here that you, and then you're worried mm-hmm. about your own stuff going yep. on over there. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think you had mentioned, um, I don't know if it was the last episode we did. Um, we, you said something about the powers and that would make a good topic. So I actually have a a Life is Strange banter piece for our site uh, that I'll probably put out next month. So.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Nice. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> So three I just chose three powers I thought would be interesting and in how they would work and so um I, I can't wait to see another Life is Strange after the true colors. So
0: Which is going to, there's just our next game. But before we get into that <laughs> I know we our...
1: we could spend like five hours <laughs> I, I these games.
0: We like
2: talking about this. This is this is a good I I don't know, this is a good series. So
1: Where
0: oh. <laughs> where Two Things what did we think of this game completely did we enjoy it and where would we rank it if we were ranking the life of strange games we know there is four four and a half because of the <laughs> adventures of at the spirit uh but where would you rank this like what is your personal list of where you would put stuff uh so that's i'm gonna start with you
1: okay so um within the last year as people probably know like it's been a bit stressful but things have you know calmed down for us but um this game is very stressful <laughs> <laughs> so no 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 and it's fun i love it i love it but i'm 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 kind of like at a point where i'm trying to play calm games i love mm-hmm. some drama of course but um this game i will say i think it is very much worth playing a great storytelling uh Lots of questions I have. You know, there are some imperfections, and then Shane talked about the glitches. That that has to be annoying. I played it on PS4. Um, I think it's worth playing. If you are sensitive to some of the trigger things we talked about, actually, at the end of the game, I noticed they do bring up, here's a resource. If there's anything covered in this game that upsets you, we want to hear about it, or here are some resources for you. Maybe, like, suicide helplines, or... I don't know. I'm sure there are organizations that exist for... Um, immigrants or children of immigrants or people who, Mm -hmm. but uh, it drove me crazy. And I'm sure this happens. Like you just look at somebody and they're they're they look Spanish and you're assuming they're an immigrant, like we see in this game. And Sean and Daniel are citizens. They are United States citizens. And um, where I live, French was a very common language. And um, my great grandparents was actually beaten out of them in school. They were American citizens, but they also had the French ancestry and that's why I am not fluent in French because it was like I studied it, but not to that extent, like Sean, but uh, yes, I think you should play this game. I think you have to be aware of uh, there will be some upsetting moments though. It's, um, you have to be in the right mindset to play this game.
0: Uh, and where would you rank it? Like, what's your ranking looking like?
1: Out of all the life is strange games or, um, like you mean, like what, what level, like a five, uh, a from ten? What,
0: from, from what we have played right now, we won't add True Colors yet. That's going to be the last okay, one. Okay, I haven't played but it out yet. Of, but out of Life is Strange, one, before the store, and two, how would you place those three games in your ranking? Like, what is your top and what is your bottom? Mm,
1: that's a hard question because they're all so different. Um, this one deals... The other games deal with real life situations as well. Mm. I think I prefer out of all of those, The First Life is Strange. Would be the first okay. then before the storm then Life is Strange too. Okay.
0: All right. Uh for me, yes, I will say play this game. I I, say, I think it's really good. The first and second episode Struggles is suffering. It, it, it's going to make you upset. It's going to be make. It's going to make you mad. But stick with it till you get to episode three, because three, four, and five, I think, really pays off. Uh, and I think this game kind of has a lot of good replayability to see what choices that you make. Like if you play the whole game and you did the good stuff good, then you can go in uh, and do the bad choices and everything. Like just be straight. <laughs>
3: Straight, just, wanna... just
0: be straight evil. Like, like, like I, I, I think that's gonna be my set when I, cause I, I, I think I'm gonna do the second play do after I do True Colors. I literally want to go in and be straight rude. I you might even to be do Will that Afford. for True Colors.
1: you want? I want to yes. be bad by Willa Ford.
0: Yes, I just want to be an evil person. So, um, I, I think if I had to, I think I would probably say that I think I will put this one as number one before the, no, hmm. See,
1: see, it's hard.
0: I think I I think I think will put this as number one before the storm as two and then Life is Strange one as the last one because I think I did not like the last chapter in one.
1: See, it, it affected him so much he froze again, Shane. He, that's because, a that's a serious pose for Ed right there. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot to put in my I forgot to put in my Ethernet cord in my Xbox. I'll do that for a power block. Um, yeah, I think two is 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 the top one. I think uh before the storm is the mid, and then Life is Strange one. Uh, is it's gonna be my last because Life is Strange one they drag that ending. They really just like y'all fell out of ideas and you directed. At least <laughs> at least with at least with Life restraints 2, you could suffer, do some things. I know what they're trying to do is set it up. But really, episode three to five, all of that that happens really brings you into the game. Um, and then before the storm is just from DLC, that that's good. That's acceptable. Uh so that's my ranking. Shane, you have to find a word in ranking. And kind of the right word. The uh, where were going?
2: <laughs> uh, I have the exact same uh, uh, lineup as Celeste. Uh, Life is Strange One for me, the mystery behind it, what was going on, not knowing what was going on, playing it for the first time and not realizing what to expect, and also the music. Life is Strange One's music is my favorite, um, mm-hmm. that, and and Before the Storm comes in second because. Uh, fire, um, firewalk is like top tier for me. Um, <laughs> the life is strange 2, I though I enjoyed most of it. Um, I had the most issues with it, um, with you know glitches. Um, not, yeah. not to say that's anybody's fault, but um, I, the game, j- though I, I enjoyed it a lot, just had a lot of ups and downs that felt that I was standing still then running a marathon, standing and still running a marathon. And um, also this is the only game that is not central located. This game is a on the road travel type game. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know why I I enjoyed Arcadia Bay as a setting. I enjoy True Colors when we talk about that, their setting. It's stationary. You don't go that far. There's some locations you can visit. Um, And I think I I enjoyed that more than the whole uh, travel on the road to a destination that you weren't even sure where you were going to go. Though that's part of the adventure and that's part of the whole name of the game, Life is Strange. It's just, uh, it wasn't um, my favorite go-through of it. Uh, though, again, I, I really enjoyed the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess I, I have a few more Easter eggs, too, that I was going to share, too. If uh,
1: Yeah, bring them.
2: Um, okay, let's see. What, all right, so, Victoria, from the first game, also leaves a note for David and thanks, David, uh, for rescuing her in the bunker. So, I thought that was, uh, like, really uh, awesome because she was, wasn't a very nice person in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then, uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, so I, I learned this. There was a live action commercial for Life is Strange too, And you should look it up. It's um, it's based off the motel that um, Daniel and um, Sean go to. And Sean's like getting ice or something or something out of the vending machine. And then uh, that's when the um Daniel finds out about it his dad and so it's just like a really cool um live action commercial about that portion of the game so I didn't know that until, until like last week I was just reading about things about the game and and um just looking up some stuff and the, the commercial came up and I'm like oh, I didn't even know this was part of it like that's that's cool advertising to me so um and then I don't know if if this is like, um, I, don't, I don't even know how to say this, but uh, Brody, um, I, I heard this whole rumor that he was a Prescott, um, even though his name is listed oh. on there that he wanted to reject uh, his family and uh, go on the road. And there's there's some other um, person that I forgot his name. He took all his money that he got for college and he, he donated it and just got a car and lived in his car and drove around the U.S. I, apparently, that's what they were trying to base him off of. And uh, I don't I don't know if that's true, but it would be kind of interesting if he was a Prescott and trying to redeem his family's name. So.
1: That's a great theory, Shane, because it makes yeah. sense hmm. if you read his blog.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think I think his name on the blog was like Holloway or something like that. But um yeah, I just I just came across this theory that he was potentially a prescott and changed his name and Dang. wanted to be
0: a better person. So, I love Brody. family. So
1: I love him. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, so that so everybody, um uh, just to let you know, the gangs that we covered actually from Don't Not was Life is Strange One, Two, and Before the Storm, and Tell Me Why. Okay. Uh
2: before
0: the storm was by deck nine so oh deck nine that is right yeah Uh, sorry about that (laughs) um because deck nine did life is strange three um we don't know what else is happening with don't not because microsoft's on them um at this time so uh hopefully we can see a future game for them but to let everybody know our next talk the walk is life is strange three true colors and then following Ending the year of 2022 is going to be Detroit Become Human. So, oh boy. you ready for that? Oh, <laughs> Celeste, you just don't know. I'm ready. I'm about to start True Colors, but then once True Colors is done, I'm restarting, uh, I'm restarting uh, Detroit Become Human because I, I emotionally have to prepare myself for this game. Because it's yeah. oh, this th- because Everybody, just if you do not know about Detroit Become Human, it was a game by Quantic Dreams. It was their last game for PlayStation. Um, pick it up and give that game a try. Give that game a play and get e- get ready because the game is emotionally is going to wreck you at times, but it's so engaging still. Uh, but uh, Shane, where can we find you?
2: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Still Saint Shane and on Boss Rush Network and uh, Another Zelda Podcast with my articles
0: and podcasts. Yes. So that's where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Fairy Crypt. I'm along with Shane. I'm a part of Another Zelda Podcast. We have articles. We have fun episodes. Both of us are in some of those episodes for Another Zelda Podcast. And I'm with Boss Rush Network here with Talk the Walk. And I help host the 1v1 interview series
0: you guys can find me on twitter at that venture code and on instagram you can also check out more of, of, of uh boss rush content at bossrush.net and on our youtube page you can find me on nintendo pod block nintendo expansion pass talk the walk and other podcasts here on Boss rush um and also check out um our art like jay said articles and uh, writings at uh, bossrush.net. I do some of the reviews, I do some of the news uh, when I get a chance. Uh, and I also participate some of the banners. I gotta get this new one out. Uh, I'm actually gotta get uh, this Halloween out one out, but by the time you guys oh, see yeah. this, Halloween has already passed. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but everybody, um, that is going to be it for this talk to walk. Uh, Dr. Strays 2. We do recommend you guys play it if you are interested in hearing this discussion i know there's some things that we didn't cover uh and we want you guys to explore go find mm-hmm. that out and everything but if you have played the game hopefully you enjoyed this discussion with that everybody we will see you next time for talk the walk bye everybody
3: bye everybody bye.